Only if you're the greatest, then you can put me in the corner. <laughs> I was told too Reaganish or JFKish. I'm you, still working on my Trump. You, you know. guys, you, you do, guys got it down. You guys do well. realize this episode's gonna, gonna be huge. This episode's <laughs> gonna, gonna be make huge. It, you gotta make Chris. it a little bit of feminine. <laughs> And you, you have to like whisper. <laughs> and you have to like. You do this. You have to do this with your lips. <laughs> and he, he keeps flipping out his hand. Because he, he does this. He does with his yeah, hands. He, 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 he is the best. I, I do hand motions. I'm the best with hand motions. <laughs> I'm trying to reach the deaf community as well as the American people. So <laughs> this job is huge. This responsibility is huge. <laughs> <laughs> My fuck up's gonna be huge. <laughs> I was pretty shocked when I woke up, not gonna lie. God, I definitely dude. thought Clinton was gonna Yeah, I know. Uh, that feeling when you wake like, up and Trump's oh, still president <laughs> fucking sucks. <sighs> yep. <pretty> yep. <laughs> Rogan was pretty shocked. He voted for Gary Johnson. I feel like the only person on that panel last night that voted for Trump was Burr. Well, dude. <laughs> and he Bill, didn't give a fuck. Burr voted so gay. Burr voted for Trump? No. 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 He didn't come out and say it or anything like that. Which just seems it just seems like he would align with Trump. Yeah, what's funny well. is No, he no, because he no, he just likes to like he said, he just likes to talk stuff about Trump to piss off people who like Hillary and like he lives in LA, so it's easy to it's fucking really annoy them. Yeah. <laughs> But he was sitting there the whole time like, I can't fucking believe it, a fucking reality TV. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, until they found out at the for end. For five hours he was saying that. I can't believe a fucking reality TV. What's funny is Trump voted for Gary Johnson. He was like, I didn't expect to get fucking nominated as well. That happened. Who? Wait, Trump, what? Trump voted for Gary Johnson. Because he's what? not allowed to vote for himself. Oh, really? Wait, they're not allowed to why, then why I'm vote? just joking. I think you are allowed to vote for yourself, no? Oh. You're not allowed to? No, you're not. I have no idea. You're not, dude. I voted for me. You broke the law. Well, then you broke the law. Welcome to Trump's America. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Great. He voted for himself. We're gonna get him. We're gonna grab him. We're gonna put him in jail. But that, like that picture though, they talked about on the the podcast. That picture of him looking over at his wife voting. Like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, I saw that. That was incredible. Guys, this is really fucking depressing. Eleven thousand people voted for Harambe. No, it was fifteen. 15,000? Yeah, I saw that. On the numbers just keep going up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to have a recount. Harambe might have won. <laughs> the whole post was like, it's because of shit like this that you get Trump or whatever. No, what I saw actually was um, it was for uh, it was for Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania was so close the entire time. It was like 48.6 for Trump and then like 47.2 for Hillary. And then there was a fucking um, like – 10% or something like that for Gary Johnson and it, and like it was some asshole was like see this is what we meant by your third party vote is a waste what that doesn't make sense so what he's saying basically said like, like if you would have voted for, for Hillary these, she would have won so Trump wouldn't be president mm. if you would have voted for instead of instead of being hard headed and doing your third party vote like we told you it's a waste what we meant by that is by doing the third party thing is you're, you're basically going to give it up. You're going to give the vote to Trump. It's only it's a like, waste because of that premise. Yeah, because you didn't like. win. That's yeah. why you're saying it's a waste. Yeah. yeah. But like, and that's the thing. It's like, it, like, it is horrible that Trump won and I hate it. But it, it, the fact that a third party person was able to get that many votes, I think that sets a bit of a precedent. I think more people are going to be willing to be a third party, to run as the third party. Jesse Ventura, Libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ventura and Harambe, 2020. <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
I tell you, I can raise the dead. I need an osmortis in Mexico. I'm going to resurrect this dead gorilla and run as my running mate. <laughs> my running ape. <laughs> Ventura Hamambre 2020. Harambe. It's Jesse the Body Ventura 2020. Don't forget Haram- the body. Harambe? I patented the nickname. Vince the McMahon tried to, tried to buy that nickname and make me pay him money, but I made sure it was patented. I'm a great businessman. <laughs> Way better than Donald Trump. I never, I never uh, filed for I bankruptcy. I was governor of Minnesota. When I <laughs> governor of Minnesota, 2020 is gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. My hands are big. I <laughs> don't make fun of Jesse, dude. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, watch the fuck. He out. is a listener. Yeah, he and he knows all the Mongols. Dude, the, literally, like the only problems I have with Jesse Ventura. A, he has a ponytail. <laughs> Not a fan of the ponytail. Uh, B is... It's what shuts me away from every other politician, though. He's a super... Like, he has, <laughs> Nobody he has, else has a rapist ponytail. <laughs> he's he's kind of silly and crazy, like, with his conspiracy theories, but it's still entertaining. So, really not that bad. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka? <laughs> <laughs> one time it caught me right in the woods, but I stared back at it so hard that he was the one who fainted. <laughs> he should have known you don't mess with the Mongols, let alone the former secretary at arms for the Mongols. Janet Reno's like... Trump will never be president in my lifetime. She died the oh, day before that. he yeah, got elected. That. <laughs> That's fucking insane. So I really think that there's a conspiracy there that Donald <laughs> Trump killed Janet Reno <laughs> to win the votes. Oh, you think it was the DNC that made sure Bernie wasn't the, the nominee? Oh, no, it wasn't the DNC. It was part of a, a big conspiracy between the Donald Trump people and Russia. They put all their money along with the Repubs. They put all their money behind making sure that Hillary Clinton would be the nominee because they knew that that evil reptilian of a person would never quite win over the American people. And the way that Bernie Bernie Sanders did. <laughs> At least Bernie Sanders can open pickle jars. <laughs> so stupid. I'm just going to do this the whole episode. I know. Like, <laughs> no one even doing this intro. <laughs> we haven't even done the theme song. I know. It's gonna, <laughs> well, it's let me, let me, let me, do, let me do the theme song. Fuck as, your theme. Let me Don't just, edit. Wait. By the way, this all needs to go. Yeah. All that needs to be on. Let me just represent the world and how we feel right now. No, you don't represent me, bro. Don't you put me in your binary Don't you put me in that with you, because I am the president of, <laughs> of the mock. <laughs> well, listen up, Scoop. Close to your host. <laughs> Chris Smith. This is how we feel. We toast as we roast. Any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing uh, devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? I need your baby's dad and he's spitting comedy magically. Scoring out your comic book. Wannabes, you're gonna be hit with a hook. Wannabe. No, Judge D, Stevie B with the chemistry. Don't recipes and none of these, recipe especially using dark humor as weaponry. <laughs> I don't even fucking remember the lyrics when I sang that long. Because you're that depressed. Yeah. You're just so sorry. Don't worry. Don't don't feel bad. Captain Haunting America's all your very dirty upset, thoughts too. like an entity, no empathy, just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily. We are kind of fucked. The alcoholic cast. We are gonna get pulled from the iTunes, guys. We are kind of fucked. The alcoholic cast. Cause Trump's gonna make us 
all wear fucking Nazi he's, symbols. Like, he, is, you know, he is blatantly against like the uh, alcohol freedom of the press <laughs> and yeah. shit like that. He doesn't want like free as long as if it's criticizing him, he thinks it's wrong. And it, if we since we criticized him, who knows? We mm-hmm. might get. You Maybe know? we'll get some attention. <laughs> Dude, we'll get so huh. much attention. Huh. Trump 2016, bro. Yeah, totally. Dude. Welcome, welcome, all you depressed people out there. We welcome you to the first <laughs> ever episode after Trump became president. Well, technically, um, he's not president yet. President elect. He's the president elect. Don't talk like that. I knew we you got us pulled few, from the air. We got a few. Um, weeks. He's the president. He's there. Unless <laughs> someone could assassinate him. <laughs> I wonder if Trump's going to pull out of the race. Like, no, I was just trolling y'all. <laughs> Harambe, 2016. <laughs> like, all of a sudden. He gives it up of, to no, Harambe. All of, all of a sudden, his wife comes down with a mysterious disease or mysteriously dies. Oh, I'm in such an emotional place right now. I can't really be your president because I'm just so messed up right now. And then he just withdraws and then, you know, chaos or something. Yeah, or something. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever, She's going to come out with a disease called bareback Trump where he fucked her without a condom. God, she's gross. Just so gross. Imagine that guy fucking you. Ew, gross. Chris, dude. think about that. I can't. <laughs> Imagine what that guy's going to look like. I know after. sex. I'm the best with sex. These four years. We're having That's sex. Like, he's literally going to be bald. I was actually thinking about that, about how like what the presidency <coughs> does to people and how quickly it ages them and deteriorates their health. Maybe he dies in two years. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's completely fucking possible. His hair turns more orange. <laughs> he is. He does. I don't know. He seems like he's running off of, you know, cocaine. Steam. <laughs> so who, who he's knows? fucking David Bowie and shit. He's running off of fucking <laughs> just Bowie cocaine hog. and peppers and milk. <laughs> don't forget the hog though. He's running oh, off a lot of yeah, hog. he's not. Dude, hog. He's, he's not, gonna. He's, not he's gonna. Hog. When he when he truly has to face adversity, then we're gonna. You know. We're. I'm gonna say it here right now. We're gonna say it first on the alcoholic ass. Trump is not hogged out, bro. He's uh, not. He's uh, not Bowie Hogg. I can assure you, if everything was, is if fine down there. If he was Bowie Hogged, he wouldn't need to be the president. He would have oh, enough confidence. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, that premise that because there's not one. Okay, no. Johnson was hogged. Yeah, I was Johnson gonna say. Johnson was the <laughs> most LBJ hogged. is a legendary hog. <laughs> but 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 LBJ wasn't going for the presidency. He wanted yeah, to be he, vice president. No nope. fucking. He wanted okay, to be vice no. president. Then somebody was assassinated. He became president. Why did he become VP, Stevie? What? Because he wanted the fucking presidency. And he no. was like, well, maybe if he gets assassinated, then I could become no, president. No, it was like Blue Mountain State when he's like, no, you could be the backup quarterback. That way you get all the trim, but you don't got to do the work. Your jokes aren't helping <laughs> right now. I'm telling you, that's what because he you, thought. No, that was the thing. He, and they're he, like, the yeah, president's is- assassinated. He goes, no, no, <laughs> I got to do the work. Oh no! Like he didn't. He was so stoked to be fucking president. That's what he really fucking I know he wanted. Was. He was just afraid was. of because of he was from down south and he wasn't ever going to get it. Point is, he was still a man. Even if he didn't want to be president, he was still a man who wanted power and a man who and usually like so he, like, same as all the other politicians. And he did have a giant hog. How do, wait, okay, wait. How do you know he had a giant hog? How do you it's not know he had a giant hog? Dude, are you there kidding me? County, he nicknamed <laughs> dude, it Jumbo. There's, there was a there's a lot of tales like of reporters and writers who saw it and referred to it as a substantial member. Like this thing is not a, the joke, dude. Chris, there's a county in Georgia named after his hog. Like he nicknamed his hog. What? It's not so much that his uh oh, like yeah, his sh- his hunger for power and his greed for power but the fact that he is that loud mouth never shutting up 
any, any the slightest insult drives him fucking insane. That's a guy with a small dick. Okay, if you got a, if you actually got a hog and somebody insults you, like whatever, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. care. All right, I'm, I'm hung like you just over right now. You think he bothers me, dude? <laughs> Doesn't bother me at all. It's funny. I found this site and it says rumored penis size. What do you guys got to guess on? For for jumbo? For jumbo, yeah. Solid. I'm gonna guess. 10. Solid tennis. Uh, I'm gonna guess. Three well, like, newborn babies lined up. Like, that, like you know what I mean? You, you line up the human babies. Two and a half. No, wait, no. Three inches in circumference. Well, it doesn't say the circumference. It so, says 8.3 inches. Give me. 8.3 inches. Get, oh, like get, hard? Well, or is why'd you tell us? We're still guessing. <laughs> is that a 60? Is that a 60? That's 60%. I was going to Dude, why'd you? You shouldn't have gave it to us. I was going to be like, give me the Dakota pipeline. Like, that's what he's hogged <laughs> out on. <laughs> Native Americans were fighting against his hog in jail. Oh, famous quote. I've had more women by accident than Kennedy had on purpose. Yep. You know, I'm so glad you just heard that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Adney and I have talked about that for, like, what, two years now? About his hog? We mentioned that on this podcast. We talked about his hog more than Bowie's hog. Like... Like he's the he's the he's the hog of hogs. Like that's no the hog of hogs is apparently Warren Harding, White House years twenty one to twenty three, eleven point five inches. Woo! God damn. God damn. Humboy had a heart condition after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's always passing out every time he got a boner and shit. Like blood rushing to his fucking dick. Eleven point something. He can. Oh, I got one more for you. Ready, Andrew Johnson? What do you guys think? Andrew Johnson. I'm gonna guess from sixty five to sixty nine. Okay. His nickname, Big Dumb Andy. Big Dumb Andy? <laughs> mm, let's see. I'm going to guess. I mean, that, that, boy, that, boy, that boy over there, that boy is dumber than a bag of hammers, but who is he? Oh, um, so. I'm going to guess 13.2 inches. Ooh, ooh. I shouldn't have said anything because Andy hasn't guessed yet. <laughs> Don't pull the fucking goddamn, what's it called? No, do it. Do it. No. 12.6. No. Oh, I thought 14.4. Woo! God damn. I don't believe it. Famous quote? Dude, that's my height. Famous quote. Impeach this, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 the name of the podcast already. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, you oh got it. Oh, my God. Like, li- like, you really couldn't impeach that thing. Like, you really, like, what are you going to get? An aircraft carrier going to get this thing out of here? Ce- celebrity notches. Mrs. Lincoln, Mrs. Stanton, Mrs. Seward. He fucked, wait, Mrs. what? Mrs. Grant. All them bitches. <laughs> Woo! This is fucking hilarious. Skewering. I'm sorry, this is a... Those poor women. Crazy tangent, but yeah. So anyways. Oh, by the way, uh, this is the Alcoholic Cast. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Adney Bereno. To my left, I got... Chris Mead. Great eyes is me. <laughs> Hiroshima, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all better start practicing our accents now. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Mexico with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Eat as much Jamaica, man. tacos as possible. With all my ancestors. Yeah, on. Chris has to go back to Jamaica because yeah. if he can't trace his ancestors and you're really back, need, and you're most likely you're gonna need to work on that. Accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most sure. importantly, if you can't trace your ancestors back by seven generations, you can't be here. Like that's gonna be the new law passed. Ooh, so I mean, have to like really good go luck. back in the slave trade and like figure out where they came uh-huh. from. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My ancestors have been like, all, I love how you said slave. Like you're that's not cool, man. <laughs> As Donald I mean, Trump will help you out with that. I mean, obviously, look at the president. You're a native, so there you go. Ugh, hurts me. We can chase ours What's back. What's your name, dude? Fourth generation for our grandfather. What's your but name, dude? I'm Stevie August right. Sadborn. Now we're finally <laughs> fucking introduced. I'm. St- 
Stevie August Smith, we're, we're gay and American we're name. Occupied. Well, okay, right what, what happened yesterday, guys? Okay, <laughs> so the election thing, ha- that whole thing. And, and I thought Hillary was supposed to like win in a landslide. That's what everybody kept telling me. That's what the media there's said. No way this, That's what everyone yeah, kept there's telling no way, me. Yeah, here in the city, in here in the city, the idea was there's no way well, that clown is ever going to Wait, wait, before we get into this, do we have some clothes. shout-outs? No, no, do we have some shout-outs? Oh, yeah, my shout-out to Hillary fucking Clinton, you fucking twat. Do better. Do better, you piece of shit. DNC do better and don't rig your own fucking thing to put the wrong nominee up when it should have been fucking Bernie Sanders. Seriously, there's a million people talking about Bernie right now. This is a full 24 hours after it. Who's getting all the tweets? Not Trump, not Clinton, Bernie. Because everyone's missing what they couldn't fucking Everyone is, yep. Because that was like the biggest argument against her was like her corruption and like the fact that she was like all those cliches that we know of the crooked politicians. She epitomized all those things and she's come out in a fucking time in which... We have fucking WikiLeaks. And so it all was just splayed out there. And it was like, wow. And it's at this tipping point. Everyone's so sick of the crooked politician that they're willing to vote for this fucking blob of nothingness. <laughs> I didn't think uh, yeah, their and this is, this hatred for crooked politicians would outweigh their hatred for bigoted Mrs. Uh, misogynistic, like uh, racist, homophobic. homophobic. Uh, name them. And um, that's just Hillary Clinton. That's just Clinton, bro. Let's jump back I over Trump. People would way Don't more the towards <laughs> the crooked politician. I thought that they'd be like, well, even though we know she's crooked, well, and what we also know that, is that, so like, what what Trump did help do. You can look on the silver lining. Is he did help uh, expose the enormous amount of racism in this country that we've been constantly told doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Because you're getting... Oh, good What you're getting point. is rural versus city now. City people hate the rural people, and the rural people that's hate the city That's how it's been people. for so long, and that, yet now we're seeing what's, what, what we saw is like, what got them all fucking united was racism? Really? Like, fuck you. Well, that's... I understand, look, I understand the rural versus city thing. Because when you live in a rural area, you look at, like, the Democrats, right? They're all liberal motherfuckers. They're all... They're all kind of douchey, right? Mm-hmm. And like, whenever they talk about problems, whether it be liberal pundits or liberal politicians, they only talk about the city. That's all they ever want to talk about is the problems in the cities and this and that. They never think about the rural areas. They're like, oh, they're all dumb rednecks. Yeah. Exactly. So if you live in a rural area and you got these motherfuckers calling you a dumb redneck and saying that you're privileged, even though you personally are kind of fucking broke and like they don't care about me, you're gonna be like, yeah. Fuck the Democrats. I'll fucking go for the other side. And so I understand why you fucking hate. I understand why they hate fucking Democrats. I understand why Democrats fucking hate Republicans. I understand, like, this just cultural fucking tribal fucking divide. But this, like, this is so fucking bizarre how it got to this how it got to there. I actually. To where the guy, like, for, for, like more than half the country sided with the guy who's, like, some of his biggest back, backers are white supremacist groups. That's fucking crazy. We're just running with it, you know, and not giving the giving the shoutouts. Proper shoutouts. Fuck shoutouts, though. Yeah, no, seriously. Everyone's I don't, upset. I don't, I don't have a this is our last episode, so <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, let's get I'm, it all well, in now. Back to the point we're, that you made. We're gonna make this a five-hour podcast. We're prepping for Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. this bug out bag. Me and Adam are putting together. Um, my shoutout is to Justin Clark because the guy that was governor of his fucking state is Mike Pence. Justin Clark is not only a, a teacher, but he's also an atheist and a, I, I believe he works in some type of science field. I can't exactly remember specifically, but he basically said, man, am I going to have to like find a new job or go someplace to find a new job? And I told him, shut up. Hey man, you and your wife come out to the West coast, dude. 
because uh, I just feel bad for him. He's stuck. He's stuck in like the well, Bible let's, Belt area. Well, let's clarify area. why. Because Mike Pence is someone who not only divides climate change, denies evolution, and believes in reversion therapy. He believes by basically torturing homosexual human fucking beings that they will turn straight. He believes that shit. Like that's this person who is now the vice president elect. So in a little while. Instead of, yeah, I know Joe Biden was a crazy old man. He was, but at least he didn't fucking want to torture gay people in order to make them more like him. I'm yeah. more afraid of Pence than I am of Trump. Me too. I'm the same Trump fucking thing. Like, it's like Dick Cheney and fucking but... Bush. It's like yeah. the more evil guy. It's like, <laughs> like <you're> President Bush. <laughs> Fuck, I was Dick Cheney. That guy scares the hell out of me. <laughs> and, fucking um, Prima Wormtongue looking ass motherfucker. Yeah, Pence is who I'm more scared of. And even Sam Harris posted, he goes, it's funny because 80% of... Uh, Christians voted for an atheist president, which is Trump, due to the fact, like I explained to Chris, he knows the truth, and yet he chooses to actually, exploit actually, it. Actually, I'm not so sure that uh, Trump, in his own personal head, doesn't think there's a God. He thinks he's God. That's the thing. <laughs> Maybe, I think that's pretty close, but I do think he probably is one of those people who's not like, oh, I understand that all God is, is, is a fake. He's probably one of those people that's like, oh, I'm just going to use the religion as a weapon, definitely, like you pointed out before, is he knows that he can use this to his advantage, and he has been doing that, even though he sucks at it. Um, like, he's fucking read uh, Bible passages wrong, and even the yeah. numbers wrong. And quoting, he's, it, quoting it fucking completely wrong. But And I guarantee he thinks he's God. is like, I know children. I'm the best with children. Uh-huh. You're uh-huh. all my children. I can date every single one of you. <laughs> I promise you. You're all good-looking, except anybody who's not white. You're all, you know, I already know. But yeah, shout out to Justin Clark. I'm sorry, man. It's like you're just as heartbroken as the podcast here, man. And I wish you the best of luck. We all do. It, it's fucking definitely shitty. It's definitely heartbreaking. But we stand together still no matter what. I said, let's go move into the Church of Bacon. <laughs> it's the only atheist church in, in Nevada. But, I mean, you know. It's also not the end of the world. Can we, like, kind of ease up? Yeah. Our, like, everyone is, like, going to extremes. And it's like, yeah, this sucks. This is a shitty situation. But, like... We can do something about it going forward. The president doesn't have almighty power. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. His party has control of the House and the Senate. That's where the bad thing is. Yes, it's not the end of the world. We do have people that are going to be fighting back. This year is also historic because finally the Senate for the first time has elected a Hispanic woman. She's Mexican and Italian and she is now part of the Senate. And that is very big. And people like that are still there. They're still going to be fighting against shit And because one of the things that – Trump and Pence want to do is, first off, they want to take back fucking uh, like the rights that were given to gay couples to get married. They want to get rid of that. They want to make that back to being illegal because you know they're douche, douchebags. Also, what they want to do really bad is they want to defund Planned Parenthood. The yeah, entire party that. has wanted to de- <gasps> has to defund Planned Parenthood for years and years and years, and now they hold majority party in the House and the Senate, so they can. They, they have the, the power there. It's there for them to defund Planned Parenthood. Correct, but can't it also just be bought by a private institution and therefore now Planned Parenthood is private? It could be privatized. That can happen too. Just and like then they make money off like Obama it. did then with it's like a, Then it's like a fucking hospital. Well, then it's going to be a lot thousands harder thousands to get thousands and thousands of dollars that's, for any small thing. Yes. Planned Parenthood was such, it's such an, like, I got my first condoms from Planned Parenthood. They kept me from how many venereal diseases I would have avoided <laughs> thanks to Planned fucking Parenthood. <laughs> Unplanned when, Parenthood. When they fucking, when they get, when they started, oh, we got a fucking, oh, HPV has become a horrible thing. We now have a vaccine. And guess what? It cost $15. Yeah. I fucking jumped at the opportunity and got vaccinated immediately. That was fucking when I was like 20 or something like that. 
that's an amazing thing. That they, an amazing service they provided to countless people. Like, I'm going to prevent this thing from ever happening because when it spreads, it can cause cervical fucking cancer. They have HPV fucking vaccine? I didn't even yeah. know. For girls. I swear to God, you girls. got it. For girls, there's none. I got, for girls. Oh, no, I got you it. You mistook it, Abby. Yeah. You mistook it. I got HPV, not the vaccine. <laughs> jury duty. That's Trump wants you on jury duty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went, but, and I went and got the fucking shot in the arm. I, I did it, and like, and then, and also, even more recently, when these, when the fucking idiot doctors who are privatized told a girl that I'm friends with. Oh, guess what? You can never conceive. Sorry. She's like, oh, sweet. I can never conceive. And we had sex. And because of miracle sperm, she got fucking pregnant. And the doctor's answer to that was, eh, shit happens. Yeah. You're, who was there? Who was there to save the fucking day was Planned Fucking Parenthood to provide a procedure to, that we both really, really wanted. Because Adney's like. And they're going to defund that. And they're going to go back to demonizing and criminalizing procedures like that. Like abortion. Stuff like that. All the kind of gynecological needs that women that all like really is very necessary for them all that shit is going to become this enormous mountain to fucking climb because of these motherfuckers believe that like you shouldn't be able to choose when you're with your fucking body whether it be conscious even something as basic as contraceptives like fucking condoms and birth control they don't like that shit it's ridiculous no, because God, God doesn't support that, Adney. Have all the babies. You're not a apparently. supporter of God. Um, no, but see, but see, Adney, the thing is, is, like, you're like Satan. You can basically get a rock pregnant if you fucked it hard enough. Like, we know your sperm is the that one. That one sink probably did get pregnant. Because yeah. yeah. your sperm, like we said, has a contingency plan for anybody who doesn't have, doesn't have eggs. <laughs> I will find the eggs. <laughs> I will, I will impregnate eggs. you. And then your parents will be murdered just like mine. <laughs> and you will be on the next level of Batman. This isn't a sex it's an operating table. <laughs> uh, but I want to give a shout out like you did. Um, Ernie Chambers, the long-serving, openly atheist Nebraska state senator, got elected or re-elected in District 11. So that's good. A fucking openly atheist black man. A oh, black whoa. man, Adney. Yeah. Fucking that's right. Openly what atheist. atheist? Uh, Nebraska. What? Yep. In Nebraska, right? <laughs> openly He's the only black guy in Nebraska. Uh, openly, <laughs> openly and the only atheist. So give him give him that home. He's, run. A, he's, a, he's a lone man army. He's the he's the fucking Keanu Reeves of Nebraska. His college team is the Cornhuskers. <laughs> he's a lone Arambe, dude. He's all there. He's out there by himself. Oh, he's gotta That's be the cool. whitest black guy ever. <laughs> so yeah, it's obviously not the end of the fucking world. Uh, it's gonna take a little bit of effort for them to destroy the country. But it's possible. I mean, it's absolutely possible. Yeah. Uh, they like all their plans are to do some horrible shit. Like uh, I read his uh, hundred day plan, and here's a couple of things: that kick were, back, uh, watch some football. You know, like talk about my hands with people, tell them how huge they are because they're huge. Leave my wife for my daughter because my wife is gonna be old by the time I'm president. Now that I am the leader of the free world, I can get as much. Pussy as I want. I can grab them all by the pussies. Uh, so one of them is, <laughs> I will lift restrictions on the production of $50 trillion worth of job-producing American energy reserves, including shale, oil, natural gas, and quote-unquote clean oil. Basically, 
he's gonna lift all restrictions on the most fucked up environmentally disastrous jobs there are all the oil spills and all that shit that's happened that's gonna get worse clean coal there's actually no such thing as clean coal that's a stupid that's a thing that they fucking give all the fracking that shoves chemicals into the environment that destroys soil and plants and goes into the water and poisons the water all that shit is gonna be out of control now that's what he wants to do because he's gonna get you know contributions from those companies those it's, giant oil companies it's like Caitlyn Jenner them, being fucking against homosexuality or <laughs> that doesn't make like, any sense he also he wants to lift uh, the roadblocks, quote unquote, that allow vital energy infrastructure projects. Which like, oh wow, you're lifting, yeah, energy. We need energy, right? Yeah, but the energy he's talking about, quote, the Keystone Pipeline. That's what he wants to have. No restrictions on it. No one fighting against it at all. Yeah, it's so the beer company can run beer from one area to the <laughs> next and, and can it out the fucking end. Cancel billions in payments to UN climate change programs. And use the money well, yeah, to use the money to fix America's water environmental infrastructure. And use the money. You, the one, you just said you're going to put a bunch of shit in the plan to get rid of protecting the environment, and then you turn around and say, "Oh, but I'm fixing the water, even though I'm also going to be funding businesses that poison the water." You fucking contradictory idiot! Like, I don't, makes, I don't think he knows what the word water means. Nah, I honestly nah. don't. Like, that's like some of his main fucking plans. Like, it's like. Fuck you, well, dude. Well, and it. like that's that's what the problem is. Like it's not yeah, like it's not gonna be in the world, but he can potentially poison a bunch of people mm-hmm. in their water supply. Like we have, like we've talked about how fucking Standing Rock and they're fighting right now so hard. Like just don't poison our fucking water supply. Like this, this is a fucking this is an Indian reserve. It's supposed to be ours, and you're gonna run your shit through. That's gonna poison our water supply. Native American and they're reserve. Trying to, and they're trying to protest peacefully against it, and they're getting maced and fucking hosed and shit. But they're still there, and they're getting fucking thrown in fucking jail and shit like that. People who are trying to help protest are getting thrown in jail, and then this motherfucker is gonna come along and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, fuck all you motherfuckers. We're doing whatever we want." Well. You know, I, you didn't read the rest of his plan, but let me tell the people the rest of his plan because I know what he's doing. I, I know what he's doing. I know everything. So I'm going to read you what, what, I mean, what he plans to do when he, you know, when he becomes president. So there I am. Walking down the street, reminding myself I'm great. (laughs) When up pulls a man in a Volkswagen, the words hail me upon his plate. He pops the door open, come inside, his hands motion, so why should I hesitate? I realized then it was my imaginary friend that I played with when I was eight. It's been so long, you sat I was gone, but I've been right there by your side. Jump on in, my orange head friend, we are going for a ride. <laughs> the world will soon bow down to you, there will be nowhere for them to hide. They'll replace the constitution with our final solution, it's our American genocide. <laughs> We are going to do it right the second time around. I'm telling you, it's gonna be huge the second time around. World War II was a small preview compared to the second time around. Not just the Jews, but the Muslims too on this second time around. Hey, Adolf, 
Sing it with me now. China, 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 my daughter's vagina. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. End it. No more, no more, no more fucking politics. That's it. We're moving the fuck on to something fun to talk about. That was perfect. That was an ama- That was my favorite song. Oh my god! Speaking of songs, <laughs> fucking high fives. That's fucking awesome. I'm so happy. That what a great exit. <laughs> that depressing great. talk is a great exit, and I love that we're now on. Just, I feel the musical now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you guys lo- liked it, man. That made that made so, me hella happy. That was a perfect, perfect fucking. So uh, we've actually really. What's funny is we've only talked music like once, maybe twice yeah. on this in the entire. Uh, history of this podcast um, but we thought it'd be fun to bring that back talk a little bit about music again and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about song covers uh, you see last episode we got into the whole discussion about how fuck you don't you dare cover Freddie Mercury you <laughs> piece of shit and then we all talked about how like that uh, other song like uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt was so amazing and was so much better than the original Yeah, giving us the idea like hey why don't we do that for a music talk so uh, what we're gonna do now is we're each gonna pick a song, not that's just a, a song, but a cover. Yeah. We're gonna pick a song that's a cover in which the cover was actually better than the original rendition, and then we're gonna each pick a shitty one. Yeah, <laughs> you want to um, do the shitty one first? Well, no, I mean we don't. I, I was I wasn't really thinking well, we like necessarily one and two or like two songs. I was thinking like we just give and give ex, you know we can give many examples. We can give small examples, that's cool. but. Do you want to start? I'll go, I'll go first. Yeah, Chris Mine's suggested this be, topic, so yeah. I mean, definitely. Lead yeah. the way, bro. Lead Mine's got to be Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. So oh, shit. <laughs> when I was growing up, I had always heard the song. I enjoyed it, but it, like I just heard it. It was always like a background tune. I know the cover because that's where I learned it. Yeah, and so then, I don't know, I start getting into rock and all that when I'm around like 13 or 14, and I hear it by Shinedown, Simple <laughs> Man. <laughs> Well, Mama told me when I was young, said, sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely to what I say. And if you do this, it'll help you some sunny day Oh, take your time Don't live too fast Troubles will come And the last band I thought that, that would be a better remake than the original would be Shinedown. Like, really? It's Shinedown. Like, I just didn't really think much about them. But that fuck, and I think it's the lead singer. It's it's like oh yeah, the yeah. the melody's great. Kinda it's it's nice it. and slow. It's not too over the top for it being a rock song and everything. But it's not nearly as mellow as the original. And like there's like pain and emotion in the fucking guy's voice. Like he is feeling. I just felt like he brought it so much more than Ronnie Van Sant from Leonard Skinner. I completely agree. It was that song. Like, I listened to Leonard Skinner my whole life. Um, I fucking. My dad would always fucking play it because my dad's fucking super into the southern fucking rock and just rock and roll. And then, yeah, hearing Shinedown's version, I mean, yeah, you got to give credit to Leonard Skinner. Hands down, they're they're one of the greatest yeah, bands of all time. Sure. But I actually think that voice, most people, most people like now, like our, at least our age, 
think of Shinedown when they hear that song. Like, Simple yeah. Man, no, Shinedown, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it was actually a cover. Like, really? Because it was so much, It was like many songs, uh, is the more iconic version because it, it was so, because it was more beloved, it became known. More. It was better. Yeah, it's, and it's well, genuinely better. And the song became a classic when, in our generation. A great, a great like example. The original, at least, but, but, I mean, the original, it was in the 70s, so you're going to hear that more in the 70s, and it became when it came on the radio, it was considered a classic rock song coming on, and it wasn't as played as it was yeah. back then. So that's why we heard Shinedown's version. And I think another great example, because I know none of us are going to pick this song, but I just want to like, give the audience like a more of a feel of what we're talking about, is um, And I Will Always Love You. Uh, you know that song because Whitney Houston performed it, and... Uh, and it was redone by Trump. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, that was like this enormous fucking hit that like everyone knows. That was like Whitney Houston's best song. It was amazing, and yet... Originally, it was a Dolly Parton song. Yep, mm. Dolly Parton and wrote it. Astronomically different tone to it, and she, Dolly Parton, wrote it, and she wrote it about this guy who constantly fucked her over, and like how like doesn't matter because I'm still gonna love you. And then when Houston came and did a different rendition of it for that movie Bodyguard, and it was like holy shit, this is like, and everyone, you know, we all think about that song. We think about Whitney Houston. But it is a Dolly Parton song. Yeah, she wrote it super she, country. I would well, she, imagine. Like, well, she wrote it. She wrote not it. super, not super country, but it is pop like country. Definitely, it's really. Def- well, she created pop country. She's the reason that that genre was created, and it's, it was it's so fucking. It's so fucking Dolly Parton. It's ridiculous, and it's kind of silly though. You're kind of like, eh, whatever. But and then like when of course Whitney Houston did it, there's like so much more emotion. God in damn, it. Yeah. she got behind, behind the fucking lungs, yeah, man. Everybody knew it was Whitney. Got behind fucking, that crack pipe dude, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that good, crack help, bro. Dude, good crack fucking help. example, no, man. I don't say that. <laughs> good, I don't say that. Seriously, good fucking example because that's the, I forgot about that. That's fucking. She wrote it for this guy named uh, Curtis Wagner. She was on the fucking Wagner show in the seventies or sixties. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that's where she got her start but the reason that Whitney Houston had to belt it out and make it well known because she didn't have the titties to do it you know what I mean <laughs> so she had to sing it properly to make sure that people remembered her but yeah I absolutely the Whitney Houston version is one of the most famous songs in the fucking world superior. and it's still incredible it makes the hair on your fucking skin or the fucking hair on your arm stand up and also many people Dolly's didn't know it's bad d- though yeah many people no no of course not but many people didn't know that it was a Dolly Parton song because the remake blew it out of the fucking water it became yeah, Made that, that song yeah, famous. It made the song famous. So yeah, exactly. But you know, fucking Miley Cyrus's Jolene can suck oh. a dick compared uh. to Dolly Parton's Jolene. <laughs> kind of like Miley Cyrus's Jolene. I'm not saying it's horrible, but it can still suck a dick compared it's to It's probably <laughs> one of Miley's best songs because she's Me, not being Miley on I it. I completely agree because <laughs> she's because she's, <laughs> she's trying agree. to be. And it's totally country, like fucking the the way that they play the instruments, everything. It is, mm-hmm. and they're doing it in like this field. I think it's fucking beautiful. I even reposted it, saying like, "Man, like this is fucking amazing." I've listened to that, re-listened to that song so many times. I do not like Miley Cyrus, but I will fucking support her singing that song. It's fucking incredible. I just gotta make a correction because last week I was saying that Pete Wentz was the lead singer of Panic at the Disco, and that was incorrect apparently it is ryan ross or some kid named brendan yuri back to the music um but a song you don't touch once again just to reiterate for everybody and if you're a musician you know you're looking to cover a song don't cover bohemian rhapsody you leave bohemian <laughs> rhapsody alone it's too it on the shelf you let it get dusty every now and then you blow the dust off you bring it down you give it a good you give through. it an homage you give it an homage <laughs> you cover it at an open mic you cover it at a party you sing it you have everyone singing with you when someone breaks out a recorder you're like put that fucking shit away unless you want <laughs> jeffrey or fucking freddie mercury to roll over in his fucking grave right now Seriously. how dare you wake the dead i could did you have you guys tried to listen to the song 
But no, I didn't want to listen to Panic at the Disco, Bohemian Rhapsody. But there is... I made it through, like, 30 seconds, and I just started losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I'll give you one. Have you heard the cover, which I posted on Facebook? Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he covered Somebody to Love hmm. by Queen. And, oh, my God. And it says... Uh, Freddie Mercury lives on and this guy grew out the mustache everything it's the most hands down (laughs) dude I'm telling you it's the best cover of any Freddie Mercury song I've ever heard in my fucking life and the kid was young and he's like the dirty stash to support (laughs) Freddie Mercury so he's a huge fan and the way that he sings it dude he sounds not only dead on but he hits every fucking note perfectly I just can't get no relief, Lord. Somebody, somebody, ooh, somebody, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. I work hard. Tell me that what wasn't an amazing cover. <laughs> Uh, that's what the, a gangster! And that's the only time I will allow a Freddie Mercury cover is Dude, we that. need to go see these guys. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all dress up like Freddie Mercury. I'm, I'm totally... Dude, do you guys know, like... Do you guys know the story behind Freddie Mercury and how fucking insane his life was? Uh, like, there's... A bit, but I'm, I'm down to know more. Dude, his fucking party life was the most... He was... His whole life was entertainment. That's, like, all he wanted to do. He he loved... He strived to give that energy on stage. Even, uh, what's his name from Nirvana, who was a... Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cobain. that killed himself pussy. He goes... He basically <laughs> said... Like, I don't... He's, like, looking at someone like Freddie Mercury, I, I can never get that feeling of being on stage. But that's because he was on heroin and he was a pussy. Yeah. Did Freddie Mercury do heroin? Did he, Queen do heroin? I'm not sure if he did heroin, but he was a cocaine addict for sure. Cocaine? Yeah, oh, bad. I mean, that's, dude, like, he would have midgets. He paid midgets to be at his party, and he would put these uh, chin straps on them the way they had plates on their heads, and the plates would be filled with cocaine. And they would <laughs> walk around and give people cocaine lines. No way, that's that's so a true gangster. fucking story, dude. Oh his, he would so have he's just crazy orgies. banging dudes in the dude, asshole, huh? Girls, I think he had guys too. Like, he didn't give a fuck, dude. He was having yeah. orgies, I mean, doing crazy the shit. The man was an artist. Dude, he was, <laughs> he was the most party animal ever. And his life, that's the whole upsetting thing, is they're gonna create, they're making a queen movie with that, um, that actor who plays in uh, Mr. Robot. He kind of looks like, what's his name from uh, Marvel? Uh, Tony Stark's dad. Looks similar to him. Very similar, I think. But uh, w- Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play Freddie Mercury, which the fucking, it's does, identical. It is the him. most insane. Yeah, but there's no way that motherfucker can, you know. Well, he, he can sing a little bit. We know there's that. No, no, there's no way they're going to try and make the actor sing Smart. like Freddie Mercury. Smart. No, they're going to use actual audio. They'll just get dub him and they'll dub him. Or they'll, get, <laughs> they'll just get actual audio. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, there's no fucking way, like... Like Johnny Cash in like Walk the Line, that was a lot easier because of his baritone kind of thing. Liar, the train of coming. Yeah, that's much easier to duplicate than a fucking <laughs> than the, Dude, uh, the fucking amazing. the his voice of the archangel Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Freddie Mercury is God. He's who we should be praying to. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen was signed to the project. Now him and Queen had a fucking falling out. The reason being is they wanted to take the movie into a different direction. Now, the screenplay that they had wrote, because the band wrote 
the screenplay for the fucking film. And when Sasha these Baron Cohen, sixty-year-old, seventy-year-old, yeah, they, or they helped. I think might they have somebody to structure it, but basically they were giving their life story. Okay. Now this is where Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, so like they have somebody like a screenwriter sit there and that fucking filter all yeah, that yeah. down, dude. And this is where Sasha Baron Cohen fell off of the project and had they had different. Um, different ideas on the creation of the fucking movie of his life you would think this is this is Freddie Mercury this is your star this is the guy that made you name me another member of the band without googling it you can't because Freddie Mercury is God like I just said <laughs> that's the real name of the podcast Freddie Mercury's fucking God alright uh, no, I don't do that that's an internet joke and I don't like it Freddie, Freddie Mercury 2016 can we do that <laughs> alright alright that's wait people will fucking go to that uh Basically, the reason he had the falling out with them, they, he was talking to them about the project. Like, I can't wait. Are we gonna do it just like Freddie Mercury's life? Are we gonna get into the the grime and the grittiness? Are we gonna Are we gonna deliver something that was Freddie Mercury? Like, are we gonna give the audience what are they fucking want? We're gonna give the raging want? bull. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna give the audience what they fucking want, want instead of making it PC and fucking you know trying to limit the the real life of the man that they are trying to portray on film? Show the flaws, not just the nice. Yeah, exactly. Style. Exactly. And they're telling. They told, like I said, Sasha Baron Cohen's a huge fan, so he read the book and everything. He knows all about his life. He knows all about crazy, and he's willing to get grimy and dirty and yeah. fuck dudes on film for this, for Freddie. You know what I mean? It's all for Freddie. He'll get AIDS for Freddie and die for Freddie. <laughs> <He'll get AIDS laughs> for it's, Freddie. It's no problem at all. It's, 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 art. it's art. He's a he's an art. And in case you didn't know this, I'm not sure many people don't know this at home, but Bohemian Rhapsody was written because he got AIDS. It's his song of saying like I, you know, I didn't fuck up, but it's like it, it's this is heartbreaking. I, Mama, I killed a man. You know, put a gun, gun against his head. That's talking about himself. Like he's he's dying. Mama just killed a man. Put a gun against his head. Pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. Mama, life it just. It's one of the most heartbreaking songs of all time. Oh, yeah, I've, I've one of the most about, amazing I'm, songs. I'm completely obsessed with that song. So yeah. I, I figured out like the meaning behind everything and went down like. So a yeah, Panic at the Disco needs to fuck up. With, like, <laughs> Panic at the Disco. D- unless you get age, you can't remake that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're fucked up. Unless you're apologizing to your mama, bro, you ain't doing I'm anything. To ma- we, tr- we try to make it our own. That was really important for us. Like, oh, you piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, they do like their stupid like Panic at the Disco thing where it's like hella just yeah, hella like, weird super techno- Yeah, synthesized. There you go. What the fuck? Talented, yeah, yeah, obviously. They're, they're not they're actual they want to be robots. Yeah. yeah, they want to be robots. That's why Mr. <laughs> Robot's playing. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're obviously in Hillary's pocket. <laughs> so, uh, uh, fucking Baron Cohen basically told them, "All right, let, let's hear it. Let's hear the screenplay." And they're like, "Well, this, w- the cool thing about this movie, the most amazing thing happens halfway through the movie." What he's, he doesn't, and get he's eight. like, "He's like, what's that?" And he goes, "Freddie Mercury dies." <laughs> and he goes halfway through the movie and they're like yeah and then the other half of the movie is how we how we overcame that and how we succeeded in that 
And he was like, that's oh not. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's not the movie exactly. I want to see That's why he pulled out of the project. You made it about you? Yep. Of they did. Yes, they did. Animal? It's like you're yep. already old and rich. What more do you want? You ought to that's watch like, some Noir. <coughs> that's like no the writing. fucking Bruce Lee movie being the main character, a white guy, and the white guy's relationship to Bruce Lee. Or the <laughs> Mulan movie. Yeah, it wasn't about Mulan. It was about how this white guy's merchant's relationship to Mulan. This is Wow, it's disgusting. Exactly. It's gross. And that's why Sasha Baron Cohen said, I can't be a part of a project that, that's like that. It's not about you. This is, we're portraying the man, the man that fucking made you who you are. The You're guy trying to make yourself out to be the fucking hero because yeah. you overcame the death of somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does that make you a hero? Like, what did you have to overcome? Oh, I'm sad. I'm well, happy. Well, producer had to produce new music after that. Yeah. It was really oh, difficult. wow, you had to actually try you know how hard it because is? Freddie was Do you doing know everything? how hard it is to create without the creator? It's very <laughs> hard to rip off young <laughs> artists. The man, the man made us who we are, Mr. and without Barry, him, it, it was easy. difficult. You know the struggle? <laughs> oh, dude, so fucking Queen's so well-known that they easily could have just started hand-picking singers and then just running with that. Like, Journey did oh, that. we had to overcome. Get the fuck Look at Look here. at Journey. Uh, Steve Perry fucking left the band, and they Steve picked somebody else. Steve Perry. <laughs> Same with Van Told Halen. Told you no more Journey psychos, Abby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's these people that leave the bands that make them who they are, they, they try to find people who... who can, re- can replace them to where it still sounds like the original sound. Look at fucking uh, ACDC with the death of fucking Bon Scott. Right. Bon Scott, one of the most fucking, like his voice is extremely original. That voice had never been done in all of rock. You can't, you can, you could take James Hetfield out of Metallica, but it's not going to be Metallica. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the voice that makes it who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you guys should start a cover. <laughs> and it's like, you can't. I refuse to be part of it. And Come like, on, you can be in the back. <laughs> How hard is it? You can be in the back. You can be a group. Well, you said you didn't want to be in it, so you, you can, can be in the back. back. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Gonna build a wall, <laughs> ten feet high. Yeah, that was more gospel. Yeah, you just went gospel on us. You fucked up. up. So now you can't be. Are you supporting? Are chance? you supporting Trump by supporting no, God, bro? You know, chance he gets in my brain sometimes, just unintentionally. Yeah. he's just so influential in my life. All right, well, that was a good little uh, history lesson. Yeah. But what, what's your song? What, what one did you want to emphasize? So mine. I'm stuck between two people who are both great fucking musicians. One's a band and one's a solo artist. Everyone, or you guys know, I fucking love Bob Dylan. I I absolutely Mm. fucking love Mm. his lyrics and his music. Now, he wrote a song, but he only covered half the song. So this is a trilogy thing, okay? So he only covered half the song, and then he sold it to Old Crow Medicine Show. And they they had revamped it wrote the second verse and the uh, bridge to the song, and it's a song called Wagon Wheel. And it's one of the greatest songs in folk and bluegrass history. I'm headed down south to the land of the pines I'm thumbing my way to North Carolina Staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for Riley I can see my baby tonight So rock me mama like a wagon wheel Rock me mama any way you feel It is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Damn, now that thing's been covered a lot, then. Well, no. Well, it's been covered by some people, but the main cover was, uh, what's his name from Hootie and the Blowfish? Darius Rudker. 
Uh, Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker was the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, that's the one that fucking. I knew it was Darius Rucker who was. I, I, wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, well, like, interesting I, dude. Which I like. What? <laughs> <laughs> he basically bought it off of Old Crow, and they they got on stage, which I thought was really cool because they're trying to blend this underground style of music with someone who is mainstream pop country. So it was really cool that they were on stage together and they let him, they allowed him like take our song and make it famous, like like get us on. They were already known, but most people who listen to the country that's not pop, they don't know these fucking bands. So this, and most people don't know it's a Bob Dylan song, then transferred over two fucking times. Yeah, see, so and it was covered Bob by Dylan, a lot. Country, yeah, and Bob then Dylan Darius. wrote half and then fucking... Like I said, fucking Old Crow bought it out, finished it, and then Darius Rucker basically came to them and said, because I think he's a fan of like like that style of country and bluegrass and folk, and he came to them and said, no, I want to take that song. It's amazing. I want to cover it. I will buy it off you guys. So they allowed him to do that, and they actually did a stage performance together, I believe, and then he put it on the radio and made it pop country and made it known, which is great. That's fucking fine. It's it's a song worth knowing because the lyrics are just absolutely fucking phenomenal. The song is extremely catchy. But if you just know the Darius Rucker version, I'm telling you, the Old Crow Medicine Show. That's the fucking man. Old Crow Medicine Show. If you don't know who they are, look up Wagon Wheel by them. And I'm telling you right now, it is the most amazing song, I love that song. that they've done. It's fucking phenomenal. You haven't heard... The, <laughs> I love, you that. I you love heard, all the songs. Have you heard their version? You haven't heard their version? Uh, the or, Old Crow Medicine? Uh, yeah, I heard their version. Dude, it's, Medicine. Mm-hmm. it's fucking great. And, and that's the one song I wanted to talk about because I absolutely love that, that song. That makes a lot I'm of sense. with that song. I, I, it makes a lot of sense why you would like that one more and it makes sense why I like the other one more because I do kind of tend to lean towards the pop country thing. Where you like the bluegrass and the strings and like the banjo and whatnot. Di- all the I different just like crazy instruments. Darius yeah. Rucker did a really good job singing it. I didn't really necessarily like the popping. Oh yeah, no, no, and he's, everything, no, he didn't change it too did much. A very, very good job just singing. Of course, it and, just, and I, he didn't change it too much, which which I'm glad. Like I'm glad he kind of took the original version and made it. He he just put his own voice into it. Yeah, the song didn't change. He didn't change the song to make it different. Like fucking Panic at the yeah, Disco. Like, oh. He he didn't. He basically said, "I'm not gonna fix something that isn't broken." The song's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Why would I fix it? it? Yeah, see, I'm gonna cover and sing it in my voice the way that I sing it. I think all the instrumentals the same. Like it, it does, it's not even changed. I think the same fucking keys, uh, the same fucking uh, chords, everything. They're all the same. He just put his own voice behind it. Now we already know the one that I hate because I can't stop talking about it for the past two fucking weeks. So I'm not even going to get into it. I'll do a different one or whatever. But I want to hear your guys. Mine's obviously fucking Bohemian Rhapsody by Panic at the Disco. I thought you were going to say that Freddie Mercury. Favor, <laughs> and I want you to listen to it. Not the whole thing. I just want you to listen to a minute of it, fellow Alkies, just so you can understand the gravity of how horribly remade that they did it because they wanted to put their own spin on it. They wanted to be original and they wanted to spice it up. Mama just killed a man Put a gun against his head Pulled my trigger, now he's dead It's, it's kind of what we talked, about bef- we talked about before about how uh, when movie directors, when they want to remake an old classic or when they want to remake, like, or they want to make a version of a book or some, some kind of adaptation or remake they always want to put their own twist on it because their ego kind of gets in the way, and they want to be like, "No, I want to be seen as an artist. I want to be seen as my work yeah, instead I'm not of just copying instead of guys. showing the appreciation for the actual art." 
like you know like like the fucking guys you've talked about so far who really cared about the art and just wanted to like like I want to show their love for it and it turns out pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> But who, who okay, you okay. Uh, well, I also like the Panic at the Disco version. The reason it's not really that great because if you play it backwards, he's like, "Vote Trump, vote Trump," and it's <laughs> like so that's why I think it's bad. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have played it backwards. Do you know how hard it is to play a song backwards? You literally have to have In audio. Digital? I know. You have to have like what we have. If Just go with it, bro. Program. Just go with my joke. <laughs> trust me, trust me. I know songs backwards. I'm the best with songs backwards. <laughs> Um, mine, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit here and not pick just one That's fair. from a band, but actually the entire band's career. Is I'm going to say Corn because all of Corn's biggest hits are covers. Yeah. Really? Yep. Like Freak on a like, Leash? Like also, uh, um, one, one by Metallica. One by Metallica. The famous one, yeah. Fucking Turn the Page. That's hit that another, or something like They that? did Turn the Page? That's original Metallica. No, that's a remake of Bob Seger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Metallica did Turn the Page by Bob Seger. You're fucking right. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Like all, like, totally forgot about that. They had one, they had like one remake, original though. song that was kind of a hit, but after they already covered like four already really popular songs, and they did a shittier version every single fucking time. I can't remember anything. Can't tell this is true. You're saying Metallica's a shitty cover band. I'm saying Corn. No, you fuck. Oh, sorry, sorry. I've yeah, because the only original, <laughs> only original song they have is I said called. They, they covered a Metallica oh, song. They, they covered, covered one. Metallica yeah. song. A Metallica My song band. one. They okay. covered it and they sucked at yeah, it. Okay. And they did like I think it was, what's it called? But my bad. I was under the impression. Hit that. Oh, they also covered Pink Floyd, The covers. Wall. They covered Pink yeah. Floyd, The Wall. That's another what? one. What? The only original song they ever wrote was called We Cover Songs, and it's not what? that great. No, like, literally, no. Literally, no, listen, no, listen, shut no, up. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> to be serious, to be serious, is that like, I was serious. their only like, their only quote unquote hit that they wrote, that they came up with is the one where the lead singer goes, bop, it's fucking ridiculous. I like they were for some reason the nineties loved it. Oh, dude, you missed the, you missed the corn train? I was totally on the <laughs> corn train. <laughs> he was on it. <laughs> I was on the corn train because I like corn. Corn, you know, Limp I like corn. They like baked South like Park too to fucking put their song. In Who doesn't like corn and biscuits? <laughs> I'm from a town that loves corn and biscuits. That's how you go. No dark clouds around my town, only white clouds. You can't have them dark clouds hanging out in your field. <laughs> Because they don't like corn or biscuits. They, love, <laughs> they like chicken. <laughs> That's a problem. They're yeah, eating up all, shit, your, Trump. Shut all up. your fucking chicken going around. Trump 2016, 2020 as well. It's going to yeah. make America like I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Back when it was safe to walk across the street. <laughs> don't want to make that vote. Back when ladies didn't have you know any connection over their bodies. <laughs> Back when Abortions were illegal, <laughs> see? If I raped you, you were mine. <laughs> Now I own you. Now you gotta pay me. <laughs> Fifty shekels. Blacks didn't use all of our water fountains. See. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want? Anyways, yeah, that, that's. I don't got much to say besides that, Stevie. You go. Oh, all, you know, I didn't. I didn't say what my favorite cover is. Oh, and basically, Led Zeppelin's entire career because they stole all of their hits. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
<laughs> but they were all better versions, so it's okay. <laughs> Look at me. Look I at le- me. Look at me. These are my songs. These are my songs Like legitimately. No, I legitimately love Led Zeppelin, but when and when I found out that they stole all their hits, it broke my heart. But I still listen to them. Remember when this used to be your song? Now it's my song. They stole Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, they did. From a band they toured with, they they stole the intro. Fucking Ramble On, Cashmere, like all old blues songs. They took old blues songs, rewrote their lyrics, everything. So did Johnny Cash. You know, full. Some prison blues. That song was fucking stolen. Uh, stolen song. I can really see that there would be stolen songs in the earlier days because like it's all word of mouth. But as like shit started getting, <laughs> there's like, no internet here, right. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck suing me. I'm more famous. Also, than you all are. of Elvis's hits were covers. All of Elvis. All of them. He you stole know? a lot from the black culture, like back in the year. Yeah, his dance moves. Which legit, most yeah. most music was stolen. Uh, well, as right, we as yes. we talked like, about, I think it was, think it was uh, specifically. I'm thinking of Hound Dog. Yeah. Nothing but a Hound Dog. Like, yeah, that was like the That's... original was so different. Uh, but I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure Jailhouse Rock was a cover. I don't know. A bunch of his songs were written for him, but some were covers as well. Yeah, and I mean. You gotta think like rock and roll. That's Elvis, the king of rock and roll. But that's a that's a lie. The king of rock and roll is Robert fucking Johnson. Oh. Robert oh, Johnson is the reason we have rock and roll. Speaking so of Robert Johnson, remember but we, last time we talked about Robert Johnson? Remember we talked about that. We, t- <laughs> we talked about that kid on YouTube who covers. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was amazing. I'll give it that. Yes, that was one of the most. Amazing. I'm gonna plug that's, his YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube channel and I'm assuming the kid is Luke Edney. Luke and then Edney is spelled E D N E Y. Luke Edney, go check out his covers of Robert Johnson. The dude is fucking fantastic on guitar. His voice is top fucking notch. The covers are really fucking good. Many fucking bands have covered Robert Johnson, which is going to bring me to my artist that I'm upset. That's my favorite band and I'm upset about their covers. I will say, so that's a Robert Johnson fucking cover that's incredible. And I'll give you another one that is absolutely fucking incredible. It is The Devil Makes Three, and they just fucking released it. Drunken Hearted Man. Yeah, Drunken Hearted Man. Well, I'm a drunken hearted man. Life, it is misery. I'm a drunken hearted man. My life is misery. Change my way of living, it would mean so much to me. I've been dogging, I've been driven ever since I left my mother's home. I've been dogging, I've been driven ever since I left my mother's home. I can't see no 
Drunken Hearted Man is the song that they first covered. released on their new album called Redemption and Ruin. It's my favorite band of all time. Devil Makes Three Hands Down, their lyrics, everything. Like, oh, but Robert Johnson did it originally. Yeah. Yeah. So now... Uh, they had a couple covers. Talking about covers, Chris. Yeah, they had. A, they have a couple. Okay, I, I'm just making. I'm just like out of all their albums, I think they have maybe six albums now, including their live albums. And they've done some amazing fucking folk covers, blues covers. They're fucking. Phenomenal. But they also have original music. Yeah. Well. Oh, they have a, so many, so much original music. The the lead singer is fucking phenomenal. Also, He's, great cover. Uh, Oscar Isaac's "Hang Me." Oh yeah, by oh, Dave Von Ron. Remember Stevie? Fucking talked, phenomenal. Stevie talked very deeply about that movie. Yep. Hang me, oh hang me I'll be dead and gone Hang me, oh hang me I'll be dead and gone I wouldn't mind the hanging But the laying in the grave So long, poor boy I've been all around this world covers Dave Von Rock and it's absolutely fucking beautiful and he sings every fucking word and it is fucking phenomenal. Who does? I- Oscar, Oscar Isaac, the actor from fucking, uh, many people would know him from the new Star Wars fucking movie. Played Poe, the most charming yep. fucking guy ever. What? He can play and fucking Who sing. Who talks first? You talk first, I talk Dude. first. Dude, <laughs> oh my god. I, that's the movie I talked about, Inside Lewin Davis. He's right. the actor, he played and sung the music and I think it's a better version than the original Dave Von Rock. Dave Von Rock is it's a very it gives me distinctive voice that you, like you would have to be okay with it. It's almost it's that raspy voice that if you're into blues, if you're into jazz, if you're into bluegrass, it's that voice that that you get used to. It's like sounds like it's been ran through the mud and the muck. There's emotion behind it, uh, but he does it to where it's more acceptable. Like he's because Dave Von Rock is it, it does it's it feels, very definitely it feels so voice. bluesy to me. And yeah, I've always liked the blues. That's why I like Robert. And Johnson. it's it's fucking amazing. Yep. And but Devil Makes Three came out with that song, Drunken Art of Man. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, this is fucking phenomenal. They cover it great, and they're like, we're, we're releasing a new album. It's Redemption and Ruin. All these are going to be cover songs. Redemption, meaning like um, the sort of gospel songs, and then Ruin, all songs about vice. And they're, they're all covers. Of they're all covers or not and, famous songs. Uh, well, famous songs if Just you know the, the genre. Did you know the majority of the remakes, or were some of them you had to go and listen to? Well, the yeah, original? yeah. Well, yeah. Some of them I had to go listen to the original. So Pete Bernard is the writer of the band. He's the lead singer, and they also helped the other two to the band. But his fucking lyrics are phenomenal. Adney can fully support that idea. Man. Dude, he man, a great man, great writer. You always know it's good when Adney only has one (laughs) thing to say about it. (laughs) And and I've told you, he has more, but he doesn't need to. He only needs to say the one. Yeah, it speaks for itself. And I've told you before, Chris. You can listen to the lyrics because I like to fucking babble on a lot. So if I do choose to use only one word, it's special. (laughs) And I've told you before. If I showed you, if I showed you some of the just their lyrics, you would fully stand behind them because of what they mean. Like I've tried to get at them because it's all like anti-religion anti-government sort of thing like it's all it's great. super folk as in we the people not necessarily like Def- for look each up other. all hail it's a great introductory song that and old number seven are oh, great yeah. introductory songs to the band and old number seven is all about vice drinking <laughs> it's great i probably old number seven is probably the most like popular one it's probably like the most accessible to people yeah. who aren't into bluegrass or blues that one's definitely the most accessible because it's about jack daniels thank you jack daniels oh, old number seven, seven. tennessee whiskey you got me drinking in heaven and uh, angels start to look good to me they're gonna have to deport me to the fiery deep uh, thank you jack daniels oh, oh number seven. seven tennessee whiskey 
you got me drinking in heaven and uh, I know I can't stay here too long Cause I can't go a week without doing wrong yeah. Like, oh, sweet. The one thing I do gotta <laughs> say is this is something that Apple Music is kind of good for because I can literally just search anything that you guys are saying and instead of like going through YouTube and then you can't text or you can't fucking do anything, you just fucking find the artist and then I can literally fucking play all the albums. Like I bet you they have all I bet you they have Robert Johnson. Of course, like, of course. Duh. It's that's, so but that's why I have legit. Spotify, because I, I, I pay for Spotify specifically to learn all these new bands and to can kind of build a fucking playlist. And I do have like I have like seventy something people following my playlist on Spotify oh, yeah. of all these bluegrass bands, like three hundred songs. Damn. But like tell them about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the now I was super excited about this new album for The Devil Makes Story. Right, yeah, you were talking about it. I was talking about Chance 3. And I was once they released the Robert Johnson song, I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking phenomenal. And then I was like looking at the list of songs. I'm like, oh my god, this is covered by Red... Uh, this is a Redbird song. It's one of my favorite songs ever. They're going to cover that. It's called Gotta Get Drunk. It's all about like getting wasted and the doctor tells him not to get wasted. He's like, well, there's more old drunks and they're all doctors. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best lines ever like, is look that it. right there. Um, so that song they're covering I'm like okay fucking sweet and then I see the whole list and I know majority 75% of the songs that they're covering and then the album came out and I got on Spotify as soon as it released I, and I was searching for songs before it was released thinking that people pirated them or anything and I started listening and I'm like fuck they didn't do it right it doesn't sound good mm -hmm. this in comparison to the original and like I said this is my favorite band so I was completely crushed yeah, overestimated you were, you were in betrayed. the fetal position yeah. Just getting yeah. ghost raped through your ears. Yeah, so that's that's a whole album of something that I was upset. Besides one song that I, I mean, I was expecting you didn't like more. Any of the songs? Well, I was expecting more. I had maybe like three songs out of like twelve, I believe. I mean, I, I was super upset by the album. <laughs> but the one good thing is, I've seen them live almost every time they've come here, and they're touring with my favorite band based out of Georgia called Lost Dog Street Band. It's the first time they're touring with this band, and they're both my two favorite bands. And they just signed on to tour with them December 28th, and the show in Tahoe is December 29th. So it's literally the day before they're starting to tour, before it's going to be here. I want to, real quick before we end it, I want to say anyone who covered a Frank Sinatra song is a piece of shit. Can suck it? Yeah. Totally. One exception. Huh. Okay, anyone like old Frank covered young Frank is phenomenal. <laughs> First of all, like uh, there are songs that were written for him to perform. Examples are my two favorite songs, not just of his but of all time, "My Way" and uh, "One More for the Road." Um, One more for the road. I love that song. It's it's so depressing and amazing. But uh, I love those songs. But there was one time which "My Way" was covered. Some lyrics were changed. And yet, it made me feel incredibly I emotional. Know, I know my way. I know and I loved it. The example I'm talking about, Bernard Hopkins had what? a singer cover my way and sing it while he was walking out to the ring several times late, like in the past okay, few well, years. Okay, that's kind of gangster because it has a completely different feel to it. Like you're not making it for the masses. You're not making – it's – you're making it exactly how it was made for Frank. It's for a live performance, somebody to perform it and doing it to a walk. I think, like, I think, the, I think, I'm, I, I, I don't remember that. correctly. Maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like what I remember in my head is that the first time he did it was when he fought Felix Trinidad in 2001, and he had Frank Sinatra's version playing in the background. And then, like years later, like he did it a couple more times, but he had the he had it covered by a friend of his, can't remember his friend's name, but well, maybe old if you singer. fucking if the, you remember super hard, Adney, maybe you can remember the the, the people <laughs> um, who did the, the guy thing. doesn't sing it as well as Frank, but the fact that it's 
being sung at that moment. Uh, you know, Bernard Hopkins, like he's in his late 40s and his life was the quintessential example of that song, of doing it his way. Bernard at 46 has many wins and so few losses with all his might no draw tonight he'll do it he'll do it his way Bernard it's up to you to the left, shot to his nose, and down he goes, your rod to victory, it's a fact, he's not coming back, he's down for the count, and the ref counts him out now, it's a TKO, it's Bernard's show, he'll do it, This is a guy who went to prison when he was 17 on like aggravated assault and robbery charges. And he was sentenced to 18 years, but he only served those like, uh, like four or five years of that. And he got out on good behavior, but he learned how to box really well when he was in prison. And the warden told him when he was leaving, you're going to come back here. What? This motherfucker's walking out with B-Hop and singing at yeah, the same time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, like, I thought he was like on a stage or yeah, something. I and, didn't realize he was walking out with Bernard Hopkins, literally right fucking next to him. And uh, what's funny is... Oh, he's piggybacking. Uh, Bernard Hopkins piggybacked him. So he's on his back singing. Like, that's what's crazy. Like The warden said to him on the day that he was to leave the prison, he's like, you're going to come back here someday. And Bernard Hopkins like he didn't say salvations from within. And Bernard tried like and Bernard like he said like he wouldn't even fucking he wouldn't he wouldn't even fucking jaywalk like he was so like on his fucking like on point with everything he does in his life and he was so disciplined and he did everything his way like when he first trying to prove that guy he started he like he lost his pro debut but then kept on fighting when he became a big thing Don King tried to sign him offered him fifty thousand dollars in cash and a contract he read the contract said nope threw the money back at Don King folded the contract and kept it as a souvenir still has it mm, as a reminder of what he avoided everyone wanted to do wanted him to fight a certain way or be a certain way have a certain kind of management have a certain kind of career and he said no i'm doing it my way again and again and again every time somebody denied everyone said that he was he was going to get knocked out finally he was going to do this or he was the underdog he always came through and he did it his way and that song means so much to his career and to who he is as a person and he still has on his phone today he has a picture is his mugshot from when he got arrested and he was like this fucking uh, prisoner number was Y4145 and he looks at that shit <laughs> constantly remember that <laughs> He looks at oh, it. Oh, he like, members. And, it, and he talks about all. That's the problem. Is like whenever like I'm I'm a professional athlete and I have all these things that people try to offer me. They try to offer me alcohol. They try to offer me bad food that's poisonous to your body. These beautiful women always throw it, throw themselves at you because you're an athlete. Anytime I think about that temptation, anytime I think about what everyone else is doing and what I could easily do, I look at that picture. And I think I can't do it, and so I and I just go home and forget all the mess. And that's why he's still. At age 50 fucking one, one of the best fighters in the world, and his final fight is December fucking 17th. And the guy has been walking out to my way so many fucking times over the past, like, 10 years. And that's the only time a Frank cover is acceptable, is if you're only singing it while Bernard Hopkins is walking to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pee. Pee then, pimp. Pee, pimp. Pee, pimp.
pee. Pee fucking Chris. <laughs> Go pee fucking Chris. Because it's almost seat. time for fight. A fight talk. A fight talk. A fucking Chris. Fight fucking talk. Hey, Chris. Piss fucking talk. Hey, Chris. Don't take a shit. I don't want you to shit because we have fight talk. Fight talk. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, we got a fucking great opportunity here. <sighs> okay. So, this Saturday, the fucking very biggest most important fight of the year Andre Ward it is the biggest Sergei most hugest most most important fight of the year how uh, dare you do that voice during fight talk <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't this mean to do the voice really is huge though <laughs> <laughs> this is huge just big um and of course not just because we're going for your birthday but because of the significance of the fight you just threw my birthday and that made me feel better about myself. <laughs> oh, your birthday too, right? Your birthday? How old are you going to be? 31? The storylines <laughs> of these two guys. Like we got two guys who are young in their prime, both undefeated and both within the top five pound for pound. Both They're huge both fighters too. Within huge. the top five of the light heavyweight division. Now, Sergey Kovalev is number one at light heavyweight. The only reason why Andre Ward isn't number two at light heavyweight is because he hasn't fought enough. Yeah, not uh, in enough. the past four years, he's fought four fucking times. Twice this year because he finally got his fucking shit together. That's the backdrop on Andre Ward. <laughs> but it's, there's enormous amount of significance behind this fight. Would you First say there's a huge amount of significance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'd say enormous. <laughs> I'd I say shut the it. fuck up so I can get through the fight talk. <laughs> they're, what's funny is they're both 30 and 0. But where the difference comes in is that uh, Sergey Kovalev has 26 knockouts. Damn. Whereas Andre Ward has 15. He's not a big puncher. And as we've seen his last couple fights, even though he's been loading up on some of these shots, he's not getting anyone out of there. I thought Kovalev wasn't a big power puncher. Oh, no. Kovalev is one of the most heavy-handed guys oh, yeah, in all dude. of boxing. He's you could argue like just punchers. Oh, you, could argue, you could argue that... Uh, pound for pound, he's has heavier hands than Gennady. His, man, hand, his hands are huge. The man, <laughs> he has not, the biggest not hands. Only, not only is he heavy-handed, but he is just a nasty bastard. He <laughs> fucking like he just he <laughs> unlike Gennady Golovkin, who's that smiling like, oh, I hurt you, but you know it's fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean I. If you hit me, I get angry a little bit, but not, I mean we're friends, right? Because it's time. This big drama, this big drama <laughs> show. Yeah. Sergey Kovalev is more. Like, no, he's a piece of shit. Now that <laughs> now that Trump why, is why president, you, oh, we are fine. Sergey, with <laughs> Sergey, why do you think Jean Pascal is a piece of shit? Because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I want to punish him. I want to hurt him. <laughs> That's Sergey Kovalev. So is Kovalev Russian? Yes, he's from. Okay. He's yeah, he's Whoa, is Russian. He's Russian, but he has a Mexican style. Right? <laughs> That's uh, Gennady. No. That's Gennady. That's Gennady. Oh, yeah. Gennady is Kazakhstan. Same he's Korean. guy. Same guy. He's, he's like <laughs> what? He's half Korean. Wow. But he was born and raised in Kazakhstan. Korean. And he grew up speaking Spanish. I am every style. Every style. style. What style do you want? I'll be that style. He's so fucking charming. Sergey Kovalev is not very charming. He's either stoic. I'm fucking Putin and Kim Jong. Here's what's funny is he's not like the charming fun guy, but he's not like the Sonny Liston-esque always fucking mean mug and like looking for intimidation. He's just kind of like cool. I don't give a fuck about anyone. I'll be nice to the people who are around me, but as soon as I'm assigned to fight you, 
you're a piece of shit. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, except, he's a Satanist. He's a Satanist. Except, he give respect, except, respect sort of thing. Except for Bernard Hopkins. He oh. did not disrespect Bernard at all. He's, so here's the backstory. He's an idol. Why would he fucking disrespect him at all? He, here's, well, here's the thing is because everyone disrespects idols when they're about to fight him a that, lot of the time. Yeah, that's... And he, and he wasn't... It wasn't like Bernard Hopkins Rocky was the guy... Rocky did fucking Joe... Yeah, jo- I was saying, I said that all script. the time. <laughs> not, I didn't say that all the time and you just named an example from 1952. That's all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time any respect happened. <laughs> and that was a black and white respect, Daddy. If anything, they're trying to break racism, okay? Yeah. We're taking a step back right now. <laughs> Rock and Joe, they cure racism. <laughs> Between just the two of them. Um, anyways, uh, the reason why Sergei Kovalev is so interesting, not just because of the heavy-handedness. I mean, the guy kind of came out of fucking nowhere. He built up a record in Russia and came over here and fought. I think it was I think it was Darnell Boone, which is when he got kind of noticed on in on U.S. soil. Darnell Boone is this veteran guy. A lot of losses, but he's that kind of guy that you put your prospect in with to fucking give him some rounds and make sure he learns a lesson. Yeah. Andre Ward has only been knocked down in his entire career once. That was by Darnell Boone. Yeah. He still won that fight, of course. He don't it. But Sergio Martinez won a decision against Boone and then knocked him out in a rematch. I think it was after that fight. Not 100% sure, but that's when Kathy Duva, who is the CEO of Main Events, who also promoted Arturo Gatti. Mm. Uh, I love Gavi Dude. I think she's fucking awesome. I think she like she really seems to show like actual care about her fighters. Uh, she does seem to like not just use them for the money, although that is a big part so of it. You just she does seem <laughs> to like you know care a little bit. Let me tell the people at home that Adney he's never looking. There's nothing written down. All these names he remembers. <laughs> like hands down, like fucking fuck you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's stupid. Thank you. Uh, but anyways, it's um, alright. I'll be there in like five years with him. But she the was born time- in March, twenty third, <laughs> six thirty p.m. I know. I was there mentally. <laughs> the first time I saw Sergey Kovalev was when he fought a guy named Gabriel Campillo, who was from Spain, actually from Spain, Chris. Oh, not nice. an Egyptian who you're calling a Spaniard. Uh, <laughs> people but, make uh, mistakes. I was high. Yeah, like, <laughs> like thing. Game of Thrones with the Dorn storyline, Chris. <laughs> people just assume <laughs> fucking racist shit. That's fine. Just like you and the writers are making mistakes. We don't need mistakes. Um, we need good right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I I was high on Campillo. Uh, he was, was that like Mexican shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That would be an amazing name, <laughs> dude. Oh. I tripping. Yeah, he's high on Campillo right now. <laughs> tripping balls. Somebody who's growing weed. Insert name. I'm not gonna say your name. I got super it. silver hands. I got orange crush. I got Campillo. Name some shit Campillo. But uh. He was a southpaw fighter, and uh, he was he was one of those stick and movers. He had graceful movement around the ring, uh, good hand speed, but he had been given these bullshit decisions against title holders like fucking uh, like uh, Tavoris Cloud, which was like one of his most recent fights before the Sergey Kovalev fight against uh, Beibut Shumanov. These guys who he should have won the decision against, but he was robbed. And I was like, this is bullshit. This guy is an incredibly talented fighter. He should be getting more credit. And he's like, all right, well we're gonna put him in with this uh, this Russian guy. Uh, Fucking Kathy Duve actually thought of his nickname, which is Crusher, Sergey Crusher Kovalev. This guy is an enormous knockout ratio. He's a scary guy. Uh, it'll be easy for Campio to outbox him and look good against. And that's what I was thinking going in. I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to see Campio take out this puncher. It's going to be great. Just like the fucking Clinton and uh, Trump race, right? Yeah, we all <laughs> thought one thing was going to happen, but this was way more one-sided. <laughs> just, like the, just like the fucking this, race. Like said, this guy, like I said, this guy was like one of like the top three at light heavyweight. Sergey comes in and absolutely decimates him in three rounds. 
wasn't a fucking, fucking competition. You're like, shit, dude. who the fuck? I, what? <laughs> Wait, what? what is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking I'm the crusher. <laughs> You're like, okay, wait, wait, maybe, okay, maybe, or I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a fluke. Maybe he's know. a robot. We don't know. We haven't checked his blood yet. <laughs> exactly. Maybe this is a Rocky Four type thing, and it's all steroids. No, his like, he has all right. We got another never chance. Uh, a guy named Nathan Cleverly, 26 and 0, top five light heavyweight. Put him in with Sergey. Sergey once again crushes the motherfucker in like five rounds. Damn. Five six rounds. Just decimating all these young like fucking top-notch fighters and now is he outboxing them or is he just no brutalizing the card, them. yeah absolutely the guy has was using fundamental so techniques it's a barn burner like no, you explained is that uh, what it is like no, he a, just puts oh, them up no, in flames no, no, immediately a barn, no a barn burner isn't like a quick knockout of what a, that's like starching a guy that that's a quick knockout but like a barn burner is usually just a really like back and forth like exciting oh, fight. Oh, okay. Sergey Kovalev is just just destroying these guys. It's like, and all we're seeing is this enormous punching power. It's captivating audiences, and like he fights really tall, and he's just fucking decimating guys. Like, okay, well, hold on a minute. Put him in with a guy who knows how to box. Put him with a guy who's intelligent. He's gonna get exposed. Bernard Hopkins needs a fight. Bernard Hopkins was riding a fucking high, like. He like he lost a bad fight to Chad Dawson, like a kind of a one-sided fight to Chad Dawson. But then he kept winning. He beat Tavoris Cloud, took him to school. Babu Shimunov, these two guys I named a minute ago, took him to fucking school. He's the oldest fighter to ever win the undisputed title, like an actual legitimate title, like the lineal title. He won it at age forty fucking six. That's the that's the record. Guinness Book of World Records, dude. Mm-hmm. And he won it by outboxing the guy, not by landing one single lucky punch like uh, George Foreman did. Uh, and then at age 48, he became the oldest man to win a title. It wasn't the lineal championship, but it was a title by taking Tavoris Cloud to school. Damn. So he's riding this high. He's beating a bunch of these young guys who are like in their 20s and in his late 40s. He's old enough to be their fucking dad. I know more and than you do. Taking, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to take behind the fucking barn, son, and just fucking taking these guys to school. And it's like, all right. I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to take you behind. Yeah. I'm going to pull your pants you up. You and I'm going to whoop you. And they're, like, <laughs> and they're like, all right, now we're going to put him against Sergey. And it's like, he's faced these guys before. These huge punchers who were on a roll undefeated and exposed them. Talking about guys like Felix Trinidad. Guys like Kelly fucking Pavlik. Antonio fucking Tarver. Like all these big guys who thought we were going to knock him out. And he's taking him to school. Put him in with Sergey and take Sergey to school. And at this point... A lot of boxing writers are like, you know what? I'm kind of done betting against Bernard Hopkins. I've looked like an idiot way too many fucking times. I'm done betting against Bernard. I'm picking Bernard to win the fight, to take Sergey to school. Because he hasn't really showed us anything besides aggression and knockout power. And what happened when Hopkins and Kovalev finally fought was a boxing clinic performed by fucking Sergey Kovalev. This Russian bruiser, who everyone thought just had power and solid fundamentals, out-jabbed the grandmaster Bernard fucking Hopkins. He made Bernard look foolish at times. He dropped him in the first round by actually the setting... The first round? He set a trap for Bernard. He, so Batman was, the so, Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, did, he, he robbed the Batman. Like, like, somebody who's uh, up-and-comer who probably learned from him by watching his fights. Like, here's and the, he... Here's the thing is Bernard is the kind of guy he likes to set traps. Like I talked about before, last time we did fight talk, I talked about setting traps. And he was that kind of thing. He was trying to like throw like salt, like just putting his hands out there to get Sergey to counter get him. Get a feel for and him. And then he was going to just use that to counter Sergey. Sergey saw that coming in the first round and used his front foot 
to outthink Bernard Hopkins. Just like Bernard, Hopkins, fucking Bernard Hopkins is literally trying to faint with his left hand, his jab As hand. he's getting jabbed in the And face. he's against the ropes, and he's trying to fake at Sergey. Sergey, like, just fakes with his front foot to get Bernard Hopkins to think he's coming in forward. But Sergey basically just taps forward with his left foot, then pulls back. And that makes so Hopkins he, bounce outside. So, so yeah, Sergey. Bernard sees Sergey coming in, and he goes for, like, a right hand, and, like, Sergey, he takes that one half step forward and then jumps back, like keeping his balance with both of his feet and moves backwards, the right hand misses, then counters with a right hook on top of Hopkins' Damn. head, drops him. Within seconds. So I mean, this is like milliseconds, right? Think that yeah, this is like window. super quick milliseconds. Like he's, he's like, oh, look at yeah. this window I mean, that's available that you can hit me in. Oh, I was just kidding. I Batman. Yeah, laying the trap for the trapper. Like, yeah, he's, he me? actually saw he that. Beat. He saw that Bernard Hopkins, a master boxer, a guy who's going to sail into the Hall of Fame when he's finally done. He saw that he was trying to set a trap and then countered that trap with the trap dropped him jumped out to an early lead in the first round and for the last remaining of the fight out jabbed him he didn't overwhelm him with activity he didn't physically rough him up he didn't try to just fucking wear him out like that no he kept the jab moving a powerful jab to the chest to the solar plex and to the head to keep Hopkins frozen to keep him from making it his pace and he outboxed Bernard Hopkins the jab is the most important weapon in all of fucking boxing. And he used that jab. And he's so heavy-handed that that jab kind of feels like a fucking straight right hand. So he kept Bernard at bay and was able to pile up points. And what's funny is late in the rounds, he was kind of starting to take it easy. Like, all right, I'm going to get a decision, but I beat a fucking living legend. Bernard Hopkins did a dumb move and stuck his tongue out to Sergey, and Sergey got a little fucking mad. Yeah, because in Sergey and started and went for the fucking knockout, and, and almost and had him out on his feet. The only guy who's ever had Hopkins hurt like that. Hopkins has never been hurt like that. He was out in the twelfth round. He was fucking struggling to hold on. He made it because he's Bernard fucking Hopkins. But the fact that Sergey was able to do that it was just absolutely incredible. And the fact that he did like fucking 10 rounds of jab work that dominated the fight was like, holy shit, this guy is the goods. And then right after that fight, he takes on a guy, Gene Pascal, who Gene Pascal was the first person to beat Chad Dawson to win the light heavyweight championship. Unfortunately, he then lost it to Bernard. Uh -huh. Um but he was this really like really like athletically talented, strong fucking guy who fought out of Canada, huge Canada following. Sergey goes to his backyard and decimates him. Literal backyard, not even in the ring. <laughs> Showed to his house for no reason. <laughs> Fucked him up at you. And then he ended up in and, the like, snow. He ran out of he ran out of fucking and opponents. Then made a snowman like, he ran out of opponents and then he just fought Pascal again and made it worse at his house because he had no opponents to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just said this <laughs> and that's why Sir, that's where Sergey is now at his house he's or? now at this he's now at this <laughs> point he's beaten a living legend he's beaten some top guys and that's where he's at now and he's got this fight against Ward well where are we at light heavyweights 175 pounds okay thank you it's really frustrating when you think about Andre Ward because of the promise that he showed that he delivered upon and then kind of ignored he was the last uh, male boxer to win a gold medal at the Olympics for the USA. It was back nice. in fucking uh, 2004. He won Olympic That's gold medal. That's the last time one is fucking won? Are you serious? Yeah, until Clarissa Shield showed up. Yeah, she female, won. but I mean, you yeah. said male division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andre Ward turns turns pro after his gold medal, but he has like a slow build of a career. He has managerial problems, blah, blah, blah. At one point, he's, I want to say 20 and 0 with like 13 knockouts. Uh, you know, he's he's had one really good opponent, Edison Miranda, who was this incredibly dangerous 
Colombian puncher. He's like, you look at the guy, and he looked like he fought at middleweight and then super middleweight, but he looks like he weighed 200 pounds. Chiseled, like, from fucking granite. He was just like one punch from that right hand, and you were gone. What was his name again? Edison Miranda. The guy has one punch knockout power. He's one knockout of the year. He's like, this guy is a fucking monster. And um, even though he had already lost beforehand, uh, he did take on Andre Ward. Andre took him to school. And that's what really got the attention of people that got him into the Super 6 boxing tournament. One of the most, like, really interesting and awesome things that boxing has done in decades. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, Sergey Kovalev's, obviously, his most noticeable strength is his punching power, but he does have underrated defense. His biggest asset in defense is actually his foot movement. Like a lot of these fucking fighters from that part of the world, this former Soviet Union area, seem to have phenomenal footwork. Uh, Sergei Kovalev is so good at keeping distance. That's what's also the funny. Usually punchers, they want to get in close to land those heavy, heavy shots. Kovalev likes to fight from a distance. He fights tall. He actually, even though they're the same height, he has a one and a half reach advantage over Andre and his straight punches are absolutely devastating Wait, not just the straight right hand he's that much reach on him and they're the same height yeah it's funny that's right? crazy no it's I'm not funny he just has he's retarded you know what I mean? like, don't tell him that though because he'll fight me he has like his me. straight right hand of course is just will takes your fucking head off he decapitates guys with a straight right hand but his jab is a huge power and he does something that Manny Pacquiao used to do all the time which is kind of run in Start with a start with an easy jab, but then throw the cross and then run at you following through with the jab again. But this time, all the body weight and the shoulder strength is behind the jab, so it's a it feels like another power. Yeah, shot. he's big. That's exactly so that's that's landed Kovalev a lot of knockdowns and a lot of knockouts, being that aggressive and just going after it. That's a, that's kind of a strength, but also kind of weakness because he can get off balance sometimes. Well, he people know been, the trap too. If they know he's gonna really run at him, he, he can do the whole foot and front yeah. sort of thing, and then fucking bam, throw he's, a punch. Yeah, he's a very tough guy. He's got a very solid chin, but he has been dropped. He has been caught unfocused. He is vulnerable. He's not this. He's not the fucking Terminator. You know, yeah. he can be caught if the proper fighter is fighting him. In his last fight against Isaac Chalimba, a counter puncher who gave him. Bits gave him a lot of trouble, and also you could say maybe he wasn't, you know, motivated for the fight. You may be able to say that, but he still had some trouble with the guy. He is a incredibly heavy hand. All it takes, like he's the kind of guy who touches you, and that's all it takes for you to feel his power. He's very fucking. There's fucking bricks in his gloves, basically. The guy is incredibly Jared, strong. Jared. Plaster of Paris. He's and he's actually one. really good. Like I said, with Bernard Hopkins, he was able to feint and out jab the guy. Like he is, his he does a lot of feinting, not with his hands, but with his front foot. He makes you think he's coming forward, so you'll come, so he'll try to counter, and then he counters that shot. That's his favorite trap to set. And he also likes to lead with the right hand. Sometimes he'll make you think that he's gonna throw the jab first. He'll do the classic one-two a lot. Then all of a sudden he leads with the right and hits you with a big left hand. He likes to do that kind of shit, and he gets in your head. And like I said before, he's a nasty fucker, and he's gonna be incredibly violent, and he wants to hurt you. Then you have Andre Ward, who fights very, very differently. Like I said, not just out of the crouch, but he fights very patiently. He likes the slow pace of a fight. He's not a big puncher. He really isn't. Uh, like he's the, the knockout against Chad Dawson is like his only knockout in his past fucking like eight fights or so. Not a big puncher, but so he's so precise. He has the kind of power, similar to Floyd Mayweather, to make you think twice. 
Uh, it's not going to drop you, but it's going to make you second guess every move you make. And like I said before, he doesn't go after it. Like the cliche is find out his weaknesses, exploit them. That's not what Andre Ward does. Andre Ward finds your biggest strength and takes it away from you. You're good with the jab. That jab is gone now. Does he take it away by using the same strength against them? Or how, like how is it's, he There's different it? ways you can take away a certain weapon. Like, how is he going to take away Kovalev's jab? Like, Kovalev, like, yeah, I'm glad you brought his jab up specifically because the Kovalev has that fantastic jab. You can take away Kovalev's jab by either jabbing with him to disrupt his rhythm a little bit, although you're also going to get yourself into a bit of a trap because that right hand's going to come right after it, that heavy, heavy right hand. What you want to do is get him nervous about throwing the right hand with quick like one-shot counters. Don't get greedy. But quick one-shot counters, and, he, and Ward has the speed to go not only to the head because Kovalev likes to carry his hands a little low. They're a little around his chest area. He keeps his hands. So he'll be able to do a nice little check jab, check hook. So that will, bow, we'll, bow. Kovalev will be reaching, trying to shoot that jab, and Andre Ward, who's so incredibly good defensively, he can counter that jab with a right hand. Doesn't even have to be powered. Just have the solid, quick right hand. And going to the body with the same right hand off of the jab. That'll make Kovalev want to faint more with the jab instead of throwing it out there. If Kovalev isn't shooting the jab to fuck to the real, like that's what you're going to have to do against Andre Ward, I think. It's hard to think of a blueprint against Andre Ward, but if you can, if you, what, like kind of what Kovalev did to Hopkins in that he's jabbing to the body, to the head, and avoiding the traps, he can pile up points against Ward. Because Ward is going to try and counter that. And that's all. And Kovalev is basically the same thing as Hopkins is use the jab to dictate the pace. He has a power jab. Keep Andre Ward cautious because your jab is very powerful. And be ready for Andre Ward to counter because that's what he's going to look to do. It's very like I'm guessing what you're going to guess I'm going to do, but you have to guess what I'm going to guess you're going to guess I'm going to do. Like yeah. it's very like this very cerebral it's all type of fight. Lines. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's really going to become. Andre Ward also, he's, but I think Andre Ward's biggest strength against Kovalev for this fight is that he's so adept at fighting on the inside. Once again, it's unusual for the boxer to be the inside fighter, but he knows how to get in close, smother you so your punches don't mean anything. You can't get anything behind him. You can't reach Kovalev, back. Yeah, it's Kovalev obviously right in front of him. He's a tall fighter, so wouldn't he still be able to get that extension on it? Wouldn't he still be able to get that little... If it's, the same if it's quick enough, he has no fucking... He has no, he has no, no mean, time to reach back. And tall. So even oh, Kovalev, like, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So even though they're going to be close to each other, just because... Ward's kind of lower and that's, Kovalev's kind of higher when he's hitting him. He's still going to be able to get that little that's whip That's the thing, the though. Uh, like, it's not his power. When he gets you at the end of his punches, that's when his power really comes in, especially with, like, his favorite punches to throw for Kovalev. And he does, like, tend to, like, do a little bit of uh, slapping punches on the inside. Ah, stock this style. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, he nates it up, dude. And his <laughs> thing is, he has it up. Andre Ward could be right there, chest to chest, and you can't hit him. Yeah, that's okay. He's so good at slipping and anticipating your punches that he can get inside, avoid a couple of shots, land a big one of his own, then go back to slipping, and all of a sudden, he's three feet away from you again. He's very good at that. So Kovalev is going to be sitting there try, getting the jab. Even if he's pumping the jab, landing the jab, then he goes to a right hand. All of a sudden, he's hitting the top of Ward's shoulder. Sh um, Ward comes in close, and he's now his left shoulder is in Kovalev's chest, and now he's punching Kovalev to the body, tying him up and hitting him on the inside, wearing him down. He's so good at throwing uppercuts and body shots on the inside. Ward, I mean, that he can wear out Kovalev and make Kovalev think twice. Hmm. 
That's going to be really important is you got to take away Kovalev's jab. And Ward can do that with his counter shots and with positioning. And Because here's the thing. Ward can also fight from the southpaw position. And when you're fighting someone who's opposite stance of you, it's hard to land the jab, especially if they're a slick fighter. You have someone like Ward who's incredibly slick. He can turn southpaw and he knows how to position that foot on the outside and make Kovalev forget about the jab and try to land lead right hands. If Kovalev tries to just lead like go with lead right hands against Andre Ward, he's going to get countered with huge left hooks. I don't think they're going to hurt him or drop him, but Ward goes to the body, Ward goes to the head, he piles up points. So who do you got? Um, I'm actually picking Andre Ward to win by decision. I think it's going to turn into a boxing match. There might be some there's going to be some heavy moments where Kovalev with that heavy jab and he's going to get he's going to get angry. He's going to get frustrated. He's going to fucking grab Andre Ward, muscle him a little bit and then try to rough him up. Uh, Kovalev is a great fucking body puncher. Those by shots can definitely hurt Andre Ward. He's not going to get shut out. He's going to make it a rough and tumble fight. But at the end of the day, Andre Ward knows how to take away your strengths. He knows how to take advantage of weaknesses. He has more diversity in his offense and defense in the way he fights. He is more cerebral. I think the only way that Andre Ward loses this fight is if, like we said, he's not Andre Ward anymore. If these last... Isn't that a... Big if, considering it his is. past two fights, he hasn't but really looked like Andre it's, Ward. Yes, that's, that's the thing, though. The last four fights, he hasn't looked like Andre Ward, so four it's not fights. that big of an if. It's a very good possibility that he isn't the same guy and that this ends up being an incredibly close fight. It's, I don't think it's, it's not going to be a barn burner. It's not going to be this really exciting back-and-forth type of fucking you know brutal trading knockdowns type of fight. It's going to be a technical chess match, and it's going to be is can Kovalev's jab be the big difference? Can he keep that jab effective? Can he keep Andre Ward from taking his jab away from him? I think that's like probably the biggest technical question of the fight is can Kovalev keep his jab relevant? If he can, he beats Andre Ward. If okay. he can do that like he did against Bernard Hopkins, he could take advantage of Ward being a little bit slower. He hasn't had the same hand speed as he has before. He can use that jab to disrupt Andre Ward's rhythm and with those heavy fucking hands, put a beating on him. There's really, truly only one really interesting fight that I really want to see on the undercard, and that is... Clarissa T-Rex Shields. That's her nickname, T-Rex. T-Rex. Um, Why, does she have little short arms? No, she doesn't, which is oh. weird. Um, I think she's just because of... I think they got that nickname because she's really aggressive. She's a really aggressive fighter. She has serious punching power. She doesn't go out there to just box. She goes out there to brutalize you. She's the only American fighter to win two Olympic gold fucking medals. And, and, she under also- two, and not only that, but they were under two different kinds of scoring. She won oh, it under right. the computer scoring and won it under the more professional type of scoring. She is a remarkably, remarkably talented fighter. And she's making her pro debut on the most important fight card of the boxing calendar year, um, her, her opponent really doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's just the fact that here she is on a big stage. She's been on big stages twice before. The biggest stage for an amateur boxing. She knows wait, big stage. what's her weight? Well, wait, wait. Uh, she's fighting at middleweight, I believe, one sixty. Wow, around there. Yeah, that she won the weight. gold medals at middleweight. At one sixty. So, wow, um, great division. I definitely think I'm really excited just to see her be pro and to start this journey, this fucking march that she's gonna have towards a fucking championship. Like Twenty three or something. What we're gonna see is this is like the basically this is your chance to see the first, like or really the second chapter because the Olympics was the first chapter, but like the first professional chapter of who could be 
the biggest star in female boxing and really bring a resurgence to female boxing the way that like Ronda Rousey and Gina Carano before her brought a huge amount of attention to female MMA. Dude, she's 21. She's 21. That's crazy. She's so young. That's awesome, man. I'm super excited for her. I, I, I hope she... I hope she fucking comes in there and she can dominate and then she can rise that whole entire division and just create a division of fucking monsters exactly how Rousey did. I mean, she, Rousey did kind of set the blueprint. Clarissa has all the weapons and tools to fucking do it and I hope it can I hope that's what fucking happens for sure. Great fight talk, dude. Stoked. Doctor Strange, oh Doctor Strange, this movie did not mean a thing. Oh, at me, oh, at me, I'd rather see Guardians of the Galaxy at me. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> kind of sucked a little bit. Quick, no, quick, <laughs> first off, we're gonna, I'm gonna, real quick, uh, here's my non spoiler review. Cool. So, after I say this non spoiler review, and you don't want it to be spoiled, skip through the rest of this thing. So, see ya! Chris right. is out. So here Please. he is. No, here's my non-spoiler review. All right, Chris, you can leave the house. Right All right, ready? Ready? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. That's my non-spoiler review. I, I don't think I put That's it. saying something. Okay, like so that. look at it at like this. How this. many beers? Listen to this. How many beers? I'll we give you this, remember? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm doing I it. I want you to tell me how many beers. I'm 32 ounces. 32, 32 ounces for me. I'm trying, 32 ounces for me. I'm really, literally trying to get there. 14 Marvel movies, two network shows, three Netflix shows. So that's 19 things, right? Okay. I put it, I don't know if I put it in the top 10. Out of 19? Top 5, though? What? No, it's of only the opposite it's not the top way. Five. Yeah, if it's it not can't, in the top 10, it's, it's not going to be in the oh, top my, 5. Oh, my minute, sorry. Where, where, where are you going over here, huh? And I'm like, I'm I was thinking, I thought he meant worst, like top 10 worst, as in like number worst, number oh, one worst movie. Okay. I thought it was the opposite. Because but I, never, uh, okay. no, I could tell you for sure. I'm like, glass out full, homeboy. I don't know where you're at. I'm telling you right now. Here's the thing. Like, I don't have optimistic and shit over there. I don't have like a comprehensive, here's number one, two, three, all the way down to 19. I can tell you for sure that I put uh, Captain America Winter Soldier number one and Marvel's, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the worst thing. Okay. Although, you know this although in the past few episodes they introduced Ghost Rider and not the Nicolas Cage version Johnny Blaze original Ghost Rider, but the Robbie Reyes fucking East L.A. Mexican version of Ty? He's the, he's the same shitty actor, but since he's Hispanic, Ad is like, dude, he's the best. Diablo! Number Diablo one! Number two. one! So, <laughs> so DC was the first, first uh, cop, uh, Suicide Squad specifically was the first one to have a, a Hispanic character with superpowers, but Marvel is officially the first one to have a superhero. A hero. A legitimate hero, oh, not okay. a villain turned kind of, kind of a thing, but like a hero... Who is fucking Hispanic? Yeah, what kind of superpower does he have? He has Mexican style superpower. <laughs> he can rob and rape better than anybody. <laughs> Just name it Mexican style. Name it the Paul. He can pick fruits better than you've ever. <laughs> Mexican style. I picked the onion. A superhero with Mexican style is way different than a fighter Mexican style. You're scared of one and not. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. I, I want to support the Trump legacy right here. I'm trying to. Like, you're, no, you're doing great with Trump. Okay? You're, yeah, you're doing. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> you're I'm the best with Trump. I know Trump. <laughs> you're, don't, you're totally living up to his legacy. Yeah, um, I know. I'm trying. Anyway, man. so yeah, that's, you're doing it well. Even though, so they are. They did. They did a great thing. 
They're the first Marvel property to have a superpowered Hispanic character, and he's a good guy. That's fucking awesome, and the character's actually interesting. That's a totally different story. Besides that, I don't think I put Doctor Strange in the top ten of the best things they do. I thought it was So fine. it is in the top ten worst things that they do. Yeah, Because there's 19. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But so that's that. So that's the non spoiler review is that it's fine. It's, right. yeah. Now let's get a little deeper. All right. This is spoiler territory. It's mediocre. If you say it how it is, Adney, it was mediocre. I haven't seen it. Just so all the, all the fans. So this is going to be so, like, I'm with you guys right now. I am. It's the awesome. 31 it of horror mediocre. movies. <laughs> it was mediocre. <laughs> Compared to what Marvel's given us, it was definitely in that average mediocre range. You know when you're banging a girl for the first time, but like after a couple months, you're like, I guess I just want to go to bed. <laughs> it was an I want to go to bed movie, but you want it, so, so there wasn't give that it moment where you were like, I needed to unleash no, my power. You, you needed to fill a void that was there. <laughs> and they wanted the void. People were hungering for it. They wanted it. But you knew you were going to come first. And instead of making her come first, you just went for it and you said... I Fuck it. You. I owe you. I owe you. you <laughs> I'll hook you up. i hook you up next year. So, Don't clear, worry. You're speaking from like Marvel's perspective. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking from Marvel's perspective. Got it's it. someone who comes quick and like, you'll get yours. I'm going to get you. This but right now, I get to get mine let first. Let me get me. Let yeah. me get me real quick. I'm well, trying yeah. to show we'll you we'll that make I'm... a good movie next time. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was an early come. It was an early come and a promise that you'll come later. We'll make a movie next. That, so that, that was the taste that you got left in your mouth. So like, man, this next one. Well, taste it. You got in your bad. mouth. I don't swallow them, boy. I spit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so you know, it was still in your mouth. It wasn't like... It, no, it wasn't... <laughs> I prostitute style. So I <laughs> Back page style. I, uh, <laughs> put a, oh man. Uh, Back page style. <laughs> I said it. That's I money. wanted to say Tijuana. Yeah. Tijuana taxi driver. You didn't want to say. You want to say Tijuana. I'm just saying because there's a bunch of uh, prostitutes in Tijuana. How do you say Taiwanese style? Is that no? Right? That's that's Taiwanese? that's that's Taiwan. Asian. That's Taiwan. Yeah, way so Asian. You, say, you so went Asian with just it. Just say so fucking Mexican, you piece no, of shit. No, it's not the same. Because it's a specific area, and I want that specific style. I want. Ty- want I want specific- no, I'm not wants- it. No, he wants There's specific- gotta be a word for it. You want a specific style of Mexican prostitute? Yeah, you- <laughs> exactly. And I know there's a word for it, and I can't say it. But what else? No, plow through. I'm fucking <laughs> no. Good night, good luck. Sending you your is the greatest, one of the greatest sound clips of all time. <laughs> Out- even outside of boxing, uh, right here is where a Kazakhstani accent. You're gonna clip in. Triple G's. Buenos noches, everyone. I can get that. We'll get that sound clip. My I'm fucking down. You clip it in there. Yeah. I'll fucking put it we'll in there, dude, for sure. Motherfucker sells out crowds on all coasts. I mean, he's amazing. But anyways, How back the fuck to. do you spell Buenos noches? Buenos. Buenos noches. Buenos noches. Like, how do you spell Gwen Stefani nachos? Dude, Gwen Stefani has her own nachos? That's unreal, right? Is that a Taco Bell thing? Damn, that was funny. Can I get a I think five I layer burrito and a, and a fucking Gwen Stefani nachos? You know I think it was because I was doing it in the Gennady Golovkin accent. That's what fucked him up. Yeah. I'm hoping at least. Uh, <laughs> simple fuck. I want to assume you're ignorant That's instead of totally racist. That's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally. And he has all the things. You right. have a total correct style. Like your style knows that I'm like. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the movie. So, okay, so a little more spoilery. Um, I'll give you – here's the thing. A couple of caveats to before I do this review. It's a little bit biased. First of all, I saw the movie really late. 
Uh, I was already tired when I got to the theater when we saw the film. So you're, I feel like you're a cheating woman right now. Listen, I was tired. I was late. <laughs> like I was sleep, half sleeping. He came on to me. I was upset by it. But then let me tell you, like I took a shower. So let I assume, like, dude, I, I feel like you explained the movie. You're, you're making, you're giving yourself a fucking safety net right now. Like, you're let me giving fucking the audience finish. a safety net. Also, like, I never had a connection to Doctor Strange. I never read a Doctor yeah, Strange comic I didn't even like the guy. He fucked me. Trying to save me. But I have to admit, he is right because he hasn't mentioned a goddamn thing about it during the whole Yeah, I mean, cheat because he's not a guy that you would normally fuck. Fuck this Marvel movie. Fuck you because when we watch him. No, fuck you. When we watch fucking Batman v Superman, when we review Dark Knight Rises and all those Batman movies, even though that's my favorite fucking fictional character of all time almost. Like, I was like, I there was no caveats. It's, I absolutely love this guy, and yet I still gave those movies shit. Yeah, that's true. All right? You, I didn't you, give you do give your a- honest answer, but it's funny to say that you're biased. <laughs> it's I, great. It that's is, usually, yeah, I usually yeah, am. No, I'm funny. having fun. Here's the thing. I usually am. One of the reasons I actually gave Batman v Superman a kind of a good review was because I even admitted, also, I am biased. Because part of the reason I, I enjoyed it was because I was seeing things I never thought I would see. And it's like, oh, I, I yeah, can, like those like are things Ben Affleck as Superman. Or no, here's a, here's the thing, parademon, something that was like from my childhood that you never thought you'd see a fucking parademon in a movie or the Omega sign from Dark Side, and yet you're seeing it in a movie. And so right then it was already, even though the movie wasn't a great made movie, it still meant something to me. But it's also paying or uh, voting uh, with your dollar true. because here, here it well, so it's also voting with your dollar because you're also saying like, also go see up. this because <laughs> no, because it's also if you get no if you get support. Fuck you. If you get support oh, for a Batman movie, if you get support for a Batman movie, you get support for a Just League movie, you get supported for a new Batman movie. So I think it's good. That's like, yeah. no, go see it. Check it out. Because if you don't vote with your fucking wallet, like we discussed last week and every other week prior, then how am I going to get another fucking prior. Batman movie? Like, that's... like right, so- go. And also, like, when it comes to, like, a lot of the other Marvel movies, I, like, every Marvel movie that we've talked about in the show, I've talked about how, yeah. oh, I already had a best interest in I already loved these characters before the movies ever happened, so I'm already ready to love them, and that's why they, I like the movies more than even you guys, even though they're good movies, and you guys are like, yeah, that was a good fucking movie, I'm always gonna love them more, because... I, I always like them more than because you do. I don't fucking play with me, dude. I had, the, I had the preset fucking love for them. This was different. This was becoming more of an objective view towards the film. Have you never heard of Love at First Sight? How can I not fall so more in love with I the knew, movie? I knew who Doctor... I knew... So here's what I knew about the Doctor Strange universe. I knew his name was Stephen Strange. Um, I knew that he was a doctor. I knew he had an accident. I knew he went to the mystical arts and became the Sorcerer Supreme. But that's because you're my cousin. I knew so about... Talk about the movie, though. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I knew about the Ancient One, and I knew about Dormammu. I knew those things going in. Did you know about the Dormammu storyline, though? What if you did it, though? Hold on, I know you're thinking, what if you didn't know about all these things? Does, is, the, is the movie going to make any sense to you I, if you don't yeah, know any of these the movie, they do, they do a job of making sense of the things. The problem is they're so busy explaining all this shit to you that a lot of the characters feel empty. Yeah, have you seen uh, Inception? Oh, that makes sense because they have to like explain so it's much It's a lot of, of exposition it, type shit. Chris, it's, in, it's Inception, but Marvel covers it and Cumberbatch plays Leo. That's just, the movie I, to be. I, I don't think that that's no, fair. No, it's not at all. And um, it's not. I, all that. All that. Similar. I get the joke. I get the joke. It's not a joke. Okay. I watched the movie. Added it while he fell asleep. Don't listen to you. Did not. Fall, fell Let me give the result no, of the movie. That, that listen, was a good joke. And he fell asleep <laughs> ten minutes um, in. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. I actually did kind of. Uh, 
And our boy Ricky noticed. I actually like. I went like this. The doze off. I'm sorry. Hold on. This might be off. Like you can edit this. Out. It's weird that you're going to stuff with Ricky for some reason, in my opinion, because like the you whole, think like, bad Ricky. No, no, not that, Ricky. not that Ricky. Whoa, oh, different Ricky. Okay. Way different. This Ricky. is the twins, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the other one's a piece Ricky. of shit, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck that, dude. Like I'd fucking beat the shit out of him if I had. But yeah. he's in jail. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. surprised. Dude, he a, fights a, with the Persian style, so you don't want to fucking. He's you know like, what I mean? like for like no, for like a uh, um, domestic abuse and like really? attempted rape or something. Yeah. What? He's a piece of shit, man. Okay, we'll go. Yeah, back. Uh, and we'll I, come back to that. Last time I heard, he was afraid of me. So no, I would be he too. was afraid of me from the beginning, actually. And I told him, "Shut up!" And he has Mexican style. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you win that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you throw thirty-five jokes out there, you get one. You go, Martin, successful comedian. You no, might as well do stand-up. No, and ask, see, oh, this is why I am. <laughs> this is why I am. Now, ask any fisherman. It doesn't matter how many times you cast that line out. If you catch that fish, you caught that fish. You caught that's it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're eating tonight. That's, that's right. right. I have fisherman style, Chris. That's good. Fisherman style, homeboy. <laughs> Fuck with me. That's good. Yeah. But anyway, so watch, we're watching the movie, and I, there was a point in the movie, they do this little time loop thing when they're dealing with Norma Moo. And I Dorn dozed off for a second. Like, <laughs> oh, so that's why he's talking. Dorn, like, they do this thing. It's Dorn the moo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I knew it wasn't going anywhere, so I took a quick power nap. D-O-N. You'll see it. It's, it's, it's a time loop thing where, like, it's basically they're stuck in a time loop, him and the biggest of the bad guys, and it's just the same thing repeating over and over again. And oh, it's fucking Edge Tomorrow? What it is, yeah, it's kind of like that. But, but he's it, in charge of the time. Look, listen, it's, it's actually, the reason he does it is actually pretty compelling and interesting, but... During that moment, I was so uninterested in what they did with Dormammu that I basically kind of dozed off for a second and I woke up and they were still in the time loop. So I was stuck in a time loop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, but, but, what I didn't understand is he fell asleep for three hours. <laughs> but they were still in the time loop. shit was still in the time loop. And I asked Andy, I was like, dude, this is a five-hour movie. How are you still kicking it right now? <laughs> but he knew. Yeah, he, he was, was, like, he was like, well, really, he I the, remember everything he the through your book. eyes. It was five, a fucking goddamn stupid Doctor Strange 582 with Doctor Strange 783. And then Adney had read all the comic books, so he knew the fucking storyline <laughs> was, before. The was before. I read them all. years later. And yet he knew he had to fall asleep at the right time uh, yeah, because he, he's he Batman. Yeah, yeah. He Batman his own sleeping fucking tray. He trained himself. Mm-hmm. Why you become an expert in fucking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, last night? Why don't you become an expert in Batman style and know how to fall? <laughs> Asleep. Nobody can do Batman style. Yeah, yeah. not the followers. Is your no, name Bruce Wayne, bro? Nobody no, could do no. Batman you style. Dick you're Gray- skating on Dick Grayson, maybe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to fucking all the way through. Doctor Strange, you keep. <laughs> We're trying out straight. I'm there. I'm just ten years upon it, Abby. <laughs> God damn, upon he, it. He, he's already had this conversation because he is with Dr. you Strange. and with me in, this, in a separate timeline. Because you don't know timelines. You don't know timelines. This is the problem. Abby thinks he saw Doctor no, Strange. You have the Eye of Agamotto. That's what it is. You have the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, the Eye of fucking Hiroshima. And he's making up timelines and making up Batman characters. I am Moto, the villain. To be fair, there is a timeline in which you know more than me. Yeah, there is. And there's a timeline where you... That's the dark timeline. No. (laughs) guess what? The darkest timeline! The darkest... 
Dude, you know, you're a obligatory community reference. <laughs> the darkest fucking timeline. No, Chris assumed it was that. You movie. don't even know. But no, I saw the movie. There's a timeline nope, where you're darker. Nope, nope, this is you. Know, like, We're talking community yeah, now. Yeah, All right, that's fine. Hobbit has like a goatee. You guys are limited because there's a timeline where Adney is darker than Adney. He says, I'm a Congratulations. No, there's like, a darker Adney out there with black skin. And he has a problem with white people. And he's sexy as fuck, I bet. <laughs> yeah, every Adney. Drink a beer. Talk about boxing. Anyways, back to, come on, let's go back to the movie. I want to. They people need to know. Oh yeah, let's get back to our. <laughs> it's, it's, Here's the this thing. Motherfuckers going off. Don't point at the dog. <laughs> Here's How the dare thing. you, dude. Adam just moved here. You're gonna blame them for shit, bro. Oh, you're on a good He's, one. He should good not be you. pointing good at. Good for you. Yeah, good for you, Adam. <laughs> so, Chris, I'll tell you right now, Benedict Cumberbatch kind of kills it. He does. He does a really good job. Yeah. Here's what Marvel like. Here's the Marvel. You give him a shitty rolling still. Here's what Marvel does really well, and with their biggest criticism is, they concentrate on establishing the hero so that he's likable even with his flaws, or her flaws, and so you love all the heroes in the Marvel universe. You no absolutely what, adore absolutely. no matter how flawed they are. Yep. Marvel does a good job of that, but they're so concentrated on that that they neglect their villains, and that's why Marvel has this reputation of having dull villains. Obviously, there's a lot of exceptions. I mean, not a lot, but there are exceptions. Uh, Just like 31, for instance. Loki Loki is the number one exception, of course. Then there's the Winter Soldier, That's Bucky Barnes. I like Bucky. No, yeah, absolutely. My favorite villain is, well, I don't know about favorite, but definitely he's an incredible villain is the Winter Soldier. Abs- you yeah, need to see Winter Soldier. You need to see that movie, Chris. Uh, I'm man, telling you. I, I love that villain just off of the... Civil War? Civil War. Dude, Tony he's, Stark's my he's favorite like, villain. And here's the thing is he's like, they basically kind of nerfed him in that movie. He's this... Irresistible force in Cap Two. You got the movie's absolutely phenomenal. Definitely the best work Marvel's done, in my opinion. Then you got Loki. The fact that I haven't watched it yet kind of makes me a piece of shit. It does. It, no, not not kind of. It. Absolutely. Like not as a comic. Now it's like as your friend. I'm a piece. <laughs> of shit. And then also, <laughs> and then of course you have the Netflix series, which have been killing it with the villains. You have uh, a Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, absolutely phenomenal. You had fucking Kilgrave, the Purple Man, absolutely phenomenal. You had Black Mariah, and you had. Fucking Cottonmouth, two amazing villains in Luke Cage. I mean, they black and Cottonmouth. <laughs> I think you need to check your fucking privilege, homeboy. Just saying, Marvel's so- obviously written by a white man. Duh. These characters were made in the a 70s. southern white man who's a plantation hey, around. Hey, hey, yes. I'll say, shut up. I will say, we Luke, just talked in land. Luke Cage did drop the ball with the third villain, Copperhead. He's ridiculous and stupid. Like if I was trying to introduce someone to comic book type shows and movies and i tried like okay we'll check out this luke cage show as soon as copperhead showed up i'd be absolutely embarrassed and i know that person would just laugh at me that's how ridiculous copperhead is in that show it's good copper but copperhead is mexican style anyways that's the point that's the point once again like there's a lot of villains in marvel news that are just cartoonish and dumb and that's what dr strange Perpetrated is like you had. The, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Even the intro. Well, even the intro. You had a shitty fucking antagonist. You had. You had some girl. Well, at first you didn't know it was a woman, but it was somebody in a fucking goddamn yellow cloak. It looked like old London. That was, was the antagonist. That, that was, was the, the ancient one. Sorry, the ancient one. I'm, saying, the I'm, I'm explaining the whole situation. I, I, the an, the antagonist was a guy that was fucking long gray hair. But I'm I'm explaining the whole the intro of it. Basically the. The movie was somebody walking around with a bunch of other 
uh, followers. It looked like a cult at first because everyone seemed it yeah, seemed like old London. Cult. It seemed like totally old London. There's a sweet cult joke in there too. By the way. Yeah, and out of nowhere, you get these people that are dressed up in cloaks, like Asian cloaks. You could totally tell. Okay, this. I automatically assume you, my assumption was this is an <clears throat> okay Asian beginning. This fucking uh, type of like. Uh, what the fuck? Almost monk sort of uh, culture, sort of Tibetan monk inspired attire. They are, they do go to Tibet. That's See, a big part of it. Add, it's like it's like Key and Peele. I'll say things and then Adney will go behind hold on, hold on. me. Is it like is it the real futuristic? Or no, is no, it no, 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 no. It's it's present. It's, it, oh, I gotta bring that up. I'm glad. I almost fucking forgot about this. It's out of time. Shut up. <laughs> they fucking make a continuity error. So check this out. This no, is gonna continually error. Continuity. Con- Continuity? Continuity, my bad. <laughs> oh my fucking head! That is never getting out of now! That's the end of every episode now! That's the end of every episode! Chris is like, wait, hold up! <laughs> oh my- That's a first for me! That's a first for the world! Are you kidding me? Look at his hair! He's never so made a fucking purple hair in his life! <laughs> Even the King of England's like- You're making I, it worse! Stop being a piece sh- of shit! Calm down. Even the King of England's like, Oh, my bad. I missed my, <laughs> my own English, mate. I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, you know, fucking verbs. Oh, Jesus. Verbs and fucking But adjectives. no, I swear continuity is also a thing. I swear to God. Okay. I've heard it. I've heard it. Maybe it was- I heard it. But, but I no, you're right. From the King I'm of England, mate. I'm gonna give it to you. Seriously? My bad. No, it's fine. Anyways, uh, no, back. It's fine. But here's the thing. I'm moving out. I guess I'm moving out. Here's the thing. 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 <laughs> Captain America Two: Winter Soldier. You just abetted me. Just, I did. <laughs> I'm gonna keep abetting you all day, Troy. Yeah. Oh um, anyways, so Winter Soldier came out in 2014, right? In that movie, there's a it's the first hint that they were going to do a Doctor Strange movie. They're intimidating this guy who's part of Hydra, and he's like, oh, you're, and he's like, you're attacking these people. He's like, there's a lot of people that are uh, that we have to investigate because they're a danger to they're a danger to national security. Tony <laughs> Stark, Stephen Strange, and he says Stephen Strange, and everyone. I remember everyone in the theater just flipped. Not everyone, but a lot of people in the theater flipped. Oh, like, oh my no. god, he said Stephen Strange. They're going to do Doctor Strange. No Holy way. shit. This is in 2014. What? That's crazy. I didn't even notice that it at all. It didn't resonate to me at all. I was like, oh, it's any any of us. You didn't watch Winter Soldier. You didn't watch Winter Soldier, sir. You didn't. It didn't resonate to you. You're not a fan of Doctor Strange. See, when I was the leader of the Mongols, hey, Stephen, you were the leader of the Mongols. You're do you know what's David Strange? If anything, it makes it better. So then when I do watch it, I'm like, I'm going to have that You're going to catch it. You're going to catch it. It's a, it's so good. But anyways. That's so, crazy to think about, though. Yeah, so, like, the okay. good fans know, like, they freak out. Yeah. That's cool. So here's the thing. So he says Stephen Strange. So I'm making it up. They're going to do Doctor Strange. But here's the thing. That takes place in 2014. All these movies take place in the year that they release in, right? And even in Doctor Strange, he has an award and it says 2016 on it. While he's still a doctor before he becomes a sorcerer. That doesn't make sense. Because why in the fuck... Would anybody know his name? Would S.H.I.E.L.D. be worried? Because they say he's a danger to national security. You would only think this guy is a danger to national security in the Avengers universe if he's already doing magic. Mm. Yep, that's fucking such a good fucking point. Exactly. That doesn't. How make, did he meet Troll? Or how did he meet fucking? Uh, yeah. How? Like, here's it. How would? Why would Chris you be worried about the real man. at the pro, at the time? He's just a top surgeon. Why yeah. would you be worried about just a top mm. fucking surgeon? And 
to that point, in one of the very first scenes of Doctor Strange, he lives in New York. He has this incredible penthouse. He looks out the window, and what do you see in the skyline? Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower was taken down before Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron, they established that, oh, they changed Avengers Tower to a compound in upstate New York. Kind of like a reference to the X-Men comics, uh, but that's a different story. But that's the thing. Avengers Tower is no longer – they no longer have Avengers Tower. They no longer have Stark Tower. They have the Avengers compound in upstate New York. And yet – Doctor, like so, the fact that you have an award, like it would have been solved no, so you're right, easily. You're right. You're if, right. Instead, <laughs> if instead of 2016 on his little award, they wrote 2012. Dude, this is super inside. This is the most deep cuts ever. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, really? Because like, yeah. he's about right. I'm all with him because I have no hear idea. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, so, I, I, I got out. it. I figured. I figure if they would have done out. 2012 on the award, it would have established he was a doctor before the events of Avengers One. And then, by the time it takes him a couple years to learn the magic arts, and by the time he's at that point, it's two years later, and now we have an excuse to be like, he's, this is a guy studying magic in the fucking East. Now he's a threat. Now it makes sense to mention him in 2014, Winter Soldier. That fucking bothered me. It really pissed me off, and I know somebody's going to try and explain it away with uh, time warp bullshit because... What spoiler. controls time? Now, here's the thing. There's an item in the movie called the Eye of Agamotto. No, it's called the necklace. Adney's wrong. We are. It's called. I know. The I'm talking are... to you specifically. I'm just, just, it's just, fine. Just shut I mean... your mouth. <laughs> no, but there's, there's it's an item. It's called Eye of Agamotto, and it controls time. Okay. Eye of Agamotto. And here's the thing. And what that is? It's I have no, 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 It's a necklace, right? It's a necklace, and like there's like this. It's like it's kind of bronze. What does it look like? It's bronze looking, right? It looks like an eye. How big is it? It's like it's like this, dude. Like really big. It's Johnson Hogg. It's Johnson Hogg, yeah. and it gr- it glows. It glows green. It's like this green glowing it's light. Like on Johnson's it. Well, you do like you do like this spell. You do this thing, and then it opens up, and it glows green. And you, and then you, you can, like warp inside. Of you can no. You can actually turn back time like the first thing you see it do is he uses it so it's a tool no like yeah, to yeah, yeah yeah but it honestly looks like a fucking uh it looks like a projector screen it projects on oh you, like, i see like as he's controlling it there's a projection it's, oh, there's okay. like you'll see but he has like these like you know little things around his arms like this made of light and it's really it's cool looking and here's what he does the first thing you see him do with it because that's one of the interesting things about dr strange that they show is that he was the like the best doctor surgeon in the fucking world and he uses that intelligence and that precociousness to become really adept at this magic mystical shit whatever really he's learning he puts oh, his whole heart into his basically and he's incredibly been. fast learning he has like a photogenic memory he's like he's just so like he's above the curve of everything he does and so when he dedicates he's a Joel LaRosa so, no he's interesting. not interesting that Joel reference Joel LaRosa's better at Doctor Strange yeah that's fine but he's doing that and like it shows him and he has this apple that he took a couple of bites of and he sets it down and he starts fucking with it with the eye of Agamotto on and it shows the eye or the, the apple become whole again and then he fucks with it some more and it becomes nothing but a, a rotten core Whoa. And then back to a full apple, showing you that he's fucking with time, twisting his wrist. It's like his wrist commands time. It's like, so he's, like, it's like he's moving the dial of a clock, the yeah, hand yeah, of a yeah. clock almost. So he's but, moving so, it left and then moving it right, and it's con- constantly showing you he's he's projecting time onto the audience. So how does he make his arm do a three sixty? 
he doesn't he really like, do he, that. It doesn't. It depends. Him. Look, it depends. He's on, playing with it. No, it depends on your adeptitude towards the magic art. Like you can make oh, it. Oh, you can make small. it faster and slower with depending in, on what uh, you yeah, have to I be. Okay. You have to well, know what you're doing. Yeah, obviously, yeah, that's fair. he's training like right now. He, right you're now, getting better at. He's like, well, he cool. picked it up as an example. He's, he picked it up. He's like playing with it now. This is something that hasn't been done. He's just he's fucking. Trying to figure shit out, he has no idea even what he's doing. Even the librarian's like, "What the fuck did you?" Do? It, it's almost the idea of Listen, he's someone's like, playing with something with magic that they know nothing about. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was above his grade, but anyways, the point is. No, I got it. I got it. What the eye of Agamotto was is actually an Infinity Stone. Uh, it's okay. the fifth Infinity Stone that's strange. been revealed. You remember me talking about this, right? Basically, if you have all six Infinity Stones and you insert them into the Infinity Gauntlet. You control the universe. So have we seen the gauntlet yet? Yes, we have. Is At the end of Guardians fucking... of the Galaxy. Remember? In the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, we see Thanos, okay. who for the very first time he speaks in Guardians. I, I need the scene again. I can't, the big purple I, guy with the I golden armor. I know the armor. big purple guy. Is it the, but the one I'm thinking of, the scene I'm thinking of, is with uh, black-haired dude, the Loki. Thor, Loki. Yeah, I he gave Loki this, his scepter. Right. He gave Loki his army. Right. He let them... Take over. He tried to help. I remember take over all of that. And then, yes. okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. In Guardians of the Galaxy, he basically, because that's what's interesting about Thanos is that he knows that if he went after each Infinity Stone himself, he could get it easily. But he loves to manipulate. He loves to fuck with people. He's like the fucking devil. He, he loves to have fun and see what he can do with oh, mind games. Because he's actually incredibly intelligent and he's bored. <laughs> and he likes to fuck with people's heads and try to outsmart them. He has like He's an admin. Um, <laughs> Marvel. You know what I mean? Well, he sees it as a chess game. If he can't win the chess game, then he'll beat the living shit out of you and kill you with his bare hands. <laughs> but he likes to play mind games. He has fun with it. He's a sadistic fuck. One of the things that makes him so interesting. And he's like, okay. So who makes the deal with something? So here's the thing. He goes, all right. We're not, here's what I'm going to do. I, want, I know where this Infinity Stone is. You, Ronin the Accuser. You're this incredibly dangerous, powerful being, and you want revenge against an entire race, and you want genocide. Here's the deal. You get me this fucking Infinity Stone, you bring it to me, I'll use it, because I'm the only one of the only beings in the universe that can properly handle it, and I will destroy that entire race for you. But you gotta give me that thing. And of course, in the movie, Ronan says, fuck you, I'll do it myself, and then he tries to fucking do the shit. The blue guy, yeah, And he yeah. fails, and all that thing. And, okay, uh, okay. But that's them. Anyways. That. We've now seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe five of the Infinity Stones. Um, so the the sixth one is the Soul Gem or Soul Stone, whatever you want to call it. No idea when that's gonna pop up. What movie it's gonna pop up in next? Um, you don't. So it could be the next one. It could be the third. I think it's gonna be Black Panther's Yacht Soul. And he's Black bad. Panther isn't supposed to come out until 2018. I actually yeah. have it. I actually have it here. Give me a second. The schedule. Okay, so 2017. Um, Next year. We're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Cool. That's the first movie we're getting. And James Gunn, the director, has said there isn't going to be an Infinity Stone in this movie. It's going to be a totally different thing. Next one is Spider-Man Homecoming, which would make no sense to have an Infinity Stone there. It makes no sense. It's supposed to be a very personal story about this kid in high school. It would be – It would like it's, it's dumb to do that. I don't think there's ever going to do that in that movie. You hope. In the last movie of 2017 is, is, Thor, is Thor Ragnarok, which would make a lot of sense because that's a galactic type of movie that it would have the last Infinity Stone in it. But we've already been introduced to two through two of the stones through Thor movies. 
You know what I mean? So why wouldn't they do it with the next? Because we already had it in enough times, and like they. So it's a reoccurring theme. They've established that like the first time it was the first and the first Infinity Stone we ever got was the uh, Space Stone or the Tesseract, which Odin, Thor's father, like lost on Earth, and then in Captain America they found it. So you establish that. You establish that the ether or the reality stone was found in Thor 2 by accident. To have it tied again to it would be a little much, a little too coincidental. Also, like and but and also like I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything for you with the Thor movie. I'm just gonna say that there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. There is so much going on in the in the next Thor movie that I'm super pumped for and really excited for. That I don't that trying to shove an Infinity Stone would be once again just too much. Uh, the next movie after that, okay, that's the end for that's uh, just twenty. So that three Marvel movies next year. Yeah, I already said it's gonna be the. It's definitely gonna be the fucking Black Panther movie because James Brown. You, we know he's a Godfather of Soul, so I assume it's gonna be a James Brown movie because Howdy knows the stone is already there. So you got to rewind it back to two thousand five when James Brown was alive. He's doing cocaine. Pretty I mean, sure. He's, okay, Black Panther is the movie after Thor. In tw- it's the first movie of 2018. And here's the thing. Here's why that could make sense. What, James Brown? It's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch, 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 stretch. But um, Black Panther is going to take place in the fictional country of Wakanda, of which T'Challa, the Black Panther, is the king of. Now, what the reason why Wakanda is so special is that it's technologically more advanced than any other country in the world because they have access to vibranium, the strongest, most lightest metal in the world. It's what Cap Shield is made out of. It's what every vibrate is made out of in 2020. <laughs> vibranium, Chris. <laughs> it's what keeps you from actually, not making girls come. Yeah, it, yeah, it, right it, on. Yeah, it cancels out vibrations, so it would be the worst See, dildo ever. This is how we know that Rachel's just futuristic. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh, my like, God, throw. Hey, I'm my Doctor Strange. I'm going back to your swap, bro. You want me to go back or not? Alright. Here's gonna take you back. You know, here's why I can make sense. Because in a lot of the lore, vibranium, the only reason it is it landed in meteorites. Like it like they landed on Earth and it just happened to land in Wakanda the most. That's why Wakanda has the access to the most vibranium. That's what Black Panther's suit is made of. It's vibranium weave. It's incredibly manipulative metal. Yeah, it's, that's why Trump wants a fucking, uh, you know, and vision and the vision is made out of vibranium, and he's powered by the Mind Stone, which is why he's the most powerful Avenger. The combination of the two things. So you could say that in the same kind of meteorite or the meteor shower, whatever it is, that the Soul Stone also happened to land there, and it was the Soul Stone that gave these people the power to manipulate vibranium in the first place, because it's not supposed to be a metal that's easily malleable. It's indestructible. But maybe with the power of the Soul Stone, they were able to manipulate it and become this remarkably advanced technologically society, even though they've been keeping themselves secret for fucking ever. Uh, and just in Civil War, it's they talk about how it's time for us to open up to the world and become more open, so on and so forth. So yeah, they solve a slave so trade, and they're like, we're sense, not going. In a sense, it would make sense to have the Soul Stone be a big part of Black Panther. It would introduce the sixth and final Infinity Stone, and in doing that, you're saying that two of the possible six Infinity Stones exist on Earth, giving Thanos 
the f- actual motivation to come to Earth himself. Which causes the big problem for the Avengers because now exactly. they're all working together to save their planet in consideration to somebody who has yeah. who is there to destroy it, to destroy the world like that this, they know. You have to look at it like, so if you try to, try to think for about for a second where are the Infinity Stones. Actually, it'd be three Infinity Stones uh, because dude, the time stone is on Earth. I'm sorry. This isn't going to end well. Not your, the, uh, <laughs> like, um, the story and everything will end great, and like, and all the ties will be tied and connected. But he's saying the, Thanos is going to destroy no, Earth. No, 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 is what, what I, Chris what is I'm saying. saying is, is it's the movie's going to cost too. I, I don't, I don't, unless you have these actors that are going to be willing to take a pay cut. There's no way you're gonna be able to stuff all of no, this that's a solid point. into one movie. Also, like, the, there's the no, information. Like, no, 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 also, like, paying attention. Budget, I feel like no. paying attention to these movies is gonna be a problem as well for people who are not dude comic book fans. The budget for for Robert Downey Jr. alone, that's yeah. a movie, a high budget movie. And then you want to put Chris Evans in there, and then you who's making so much more money now because of what he did with Cap. He took a character that nobody really cared about and made him. Well, in my mind, the most interesting one. Yeah, and if, you you're gonna, if you're gonna Johansson, fucking rewind, if you're gonna if you're gonna rewind, well, first off, Chris off. Hemsworth is a movie star now. Mark Ruffalo. Well, and if you're gonna rewind, if you're gonna, if you guys are gonna use time to rewind shit, you need Tobey Maguire Chris to be Pratt. there. Yeah, Here's Chris the problem: Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire. No, no, Tim Holland. You're gonna do a Tobey Maguire. Sorry, Tobey Maguire. Story's over, Chris. I already said it. And it with Tobey Maguire. You need him to give a backstory I mean, okay. of the future, Chris Here's the thing, you know, that, and Annie. That, that, it's b- possible, though, that because they've all... Okay, they've so all agreed. They've the all studios agreed are kind of playing it smart because what they're doing is they're getting them invested in all these roles. So they're doing their individual movies. They're making them all money. They're coming out slowly, slowly, slowly. They're trying... Uh, they're they're so illuminating I up could, to the point to where they can all fit the I mean, movies That's not together. what I'm saying, but I could, see, I'm saying, I could see a movie where... Where they would all take a pay cut, take a pay increase because they love the movie. You at wanna this know point. why though? They the love the story and they want to make this. Also, movie. even a more vain reason is that they're all connected to the characters. If Disney comes out and says, "Well, we wanted to do a movie where we have all of your favorite characters together, but they all wanted too much money. We just don't have it to do that and and still make the movie." So we had to cut some characters out because they wanted too much money. They release something like that, the fans turn on you. Yeah. But Instantly. you don't think Disney care, Disney is gonna Facebook it and just like try to get money from the crowd? Why crowd money? They're not gonna crowd. There's no way they're gonna we have do that. a Nazi in charge. I'm no. pretty sure Disney no can get, get the vote. They will <laughs> they will guilt trip the actors using the fans against the actors. Like, don't fuck with us now. Like, yeah. We need you in our movies, but you also need us. Like, we can ruin you if we yeah. wanted to. That's a symbiotic relationship. And this isn't. You amazing need much thing. as a. And like it's this, a Joker Batman thing. I need you as thing, much as you need me. Here's what a lot of actors have found out. Wait, hold on. One more thing. Is uh, Aquaman included in all this as well? That's Justice League. Okay. Anyway, sense. so. Here's, <gasps> here's what's amazing is that uh, what a lot of actors have realized is if they star in a good nerd type movie. And they do a good job in it and they give it their all, they will forever, for the rest of their lives, be endeared to these nerdy ass fans. People who were in one nerdy thing two decades ago still make a shit ton of money at Comic Con and other comic book conventions because people just love them. Yeah, perfect example. The girl in Aliens, the, the second part of the Alien franchise, who played Newt, she was in one movie in her entire life and became a school teacher. Now, here we are. 
That movie was made in the fucking 80s, and here she is, and she just made a shit ton of money for going to Comic-Con because people love her because of one goddamn role she did in the 80s. Yeah, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. will always be looked at as that character. Cap and Iron it's, Man. It's almost Dude, a typecast sort of thing. Chris Evans was fucking But I'm saying is like when people guy. think when people think <laughs> of the character. Chris Evans was in like seven comic book movies before this. Yeah. So, no, no, I'm not saying not the comp, not the, like the. I'm not the saying that. I'm saying, what yeah. I'm saying is he even though he was in those movies, he never was that yeah. endeared. Yeah, because he was, it was, he was Playboy of, from the Fantastic Four, right? It was the, what's yeah, the, the Human Torch. Human Torch, John, uh, whatever. Johnny Storm. He was also in a several other comic book adaptation type movies. Just they weren't really billed as that too hard. And then he plays Cap and just does this. He actually puts himself into it so much and he just killed it. And he's such an amazing job as Cap. But that's the, so besides the point. And that's why I brought up the point of, like, these characters that people know as, okay, that's the superhero that I fucking know. Okay, we know. gotta wrap this bitch up. Yeah, you guys fucking made me spiral. Okay, off. first of all, he went on tangent. Stevie fucked up. <laughs> Stevie so fucked up. So we're gonna do shotgun thoughts. Stevie Evans okay. fucked up, dude. You know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> Stevie Evans. Here's the thing is, it did what, like, Doctor Strange... Um, overall, I thought Dormammu seemed. It was supposed. Here's what Dormammu was supposed to be: is a godlike figure. He's like Galactus, basically. Like to to compare it to in the real world, our myths and legends, uh, people like Thanos, uh, Galactus, uh, Dormammu, those le- hella those level of bad guys are like Zeus, Hades, Poseidon. These god esque figures who are just. A uh, no mortal could ever defeat them. They're Human-like basi- sort of things. They're basically though. immortal. But if you give Thanos the infinity gauntlet with all the gems and he is the Christian, Muslim, Jewish version of God, completely omnipotent, knowing all, being all, and just everything. And that's why it's so that's why these gems are so dangerous. It's Abrahamic so figure. That's yeah. why since the very beginning of this of the MCU the stones have been have putting as building blocks to the whole franchise and they popped up here and there and they're so fucking important and here we are we have five released and three of them are on earth the mind stone the time stone and uh the fucking like come on yeah but see that just come shows on. you well no, that just no. shows you the ego and, and the right no, that shows no you that we're gonna go on a comic book earth is huge earth is huge earth has three stones there's three stones here you know shut the fuck up it's maybe three stones that's what I meant it's like it's if they do the third stone in Black Panther, I promise you, there's okay. three stones here. I promise you. I know there's two. You have. <laughs> I know this. This is funny. I'm sorry. One's on Asgard. One's with the Collector, and the other one's on Nova Prime. One's in California. <laughs> one's in Texas. One's in Iceland, Florida. <laughs> They're all in America. Canada, America is the greatest. Canada, Washington. Myself. We know. I have four stones. I'm the only one who's worthy of having four stones. I know Asgard. I'm the best with Asgard. But bottom line is, I thought the in Doctor Strange, the movie we were supposed to talk about before Stevie fucked up the review. I didn't bug it up. You fucked it up. Russia fucked it up. Wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. Wrong. Canada. Don't blame me. Canada. Africa. All the countries. Not me. So I'm the best right with now. the fuck. Your Doug Stanhoping. 
<laughs> I am not the best with Stanhope. I don't know Stanhope. I don't know anything about Stanhope. I never heard of a Stanhope. What even is a Stanhope? Stanhope, no stones. You know there's three stones. Joe Rogan, Dilbert. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I feel like I'm Bill Hader right now when he does that <laughs> gay thing that he does. Uh, um, so, oh, Doctor man. Strange, fine movie. Uh, <laughs> it's it, I'm going to end it with. Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch does a good job, but ultimately Mads Mikkelsen didn't have enough to do. He seemed like a very hollow villain. There wasn't really much to him. And then you have a Dormammu, which was just cartoonish. It didn't feel like the threat that Dormammu should represent as basically this otherworldly being from another dimension that controls the entire dimension and who should be absolutely petrifying. He didn't feel that way. He seemed like a cartoon. Was it the black guy that was that played easily the- dealt with? No, that was Mordo. Oh, was, okay, my bad. I who was actually at the end, the end credit scene, he seemed to be like, I'm going to end up being a compelling villain as if Doctor Strange, the entire two hours was a build-up to having a more com- an actually compelling villain in the next movie. That's what I was questioning. Which was very I was like, whoa, 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 did they give that guy, like, he? they built up this guy of someone who's, who's the friend of Doctor Strange and yet at the end it's like, I'm taking over. Even though he left due to the fact that Dr. Strange broke the laws of time. That's what I was upset about. No, he was, more, he was upset with the fact that he had this idealistic version of what sorcery was. His, his hero, his leader, his teacher, the Ancient One, was everything that he hoped any human being could ever possibly be. At the end of it, he found out that it was all a lie. That everything he believed in was essentially a lie. It broke his beliefs and it broke him as a human being. That's why he stopped believing in everything that he was thought. He's like... Honor isn't exist. It was like Ned Stark being broken of what honor should be and what it could be. And fuck all that. If everyone's going to be crooked, then I'm going to end it all. I'm going to fucking get rid of all these sorcerers. I'm going to be the one to clean the place up. He thinks in the bottom of his heart he's doing the right thing. That's why at the end of the day, he's going to end up being a very compelling villain if they continue with that same storyline that they started with at the end of the movie and in the end credit scene. He can potentially be something incredibly intriguing and captivating i just it's said the, the same thing two seconds ago but you weren't listening to me <laughs> i said the same exact thing Did, that I'm was sorry. a thing my I said. bad thank you for repeating me i said he was a bad guy <laughs> and you <laughs> explained why he's a bad guy you know what i mean listeners listen up i'm not gonna edit that out and that is a better way of connecting with people but i said the same shit like three seconds anyway, ago okay so once again, uh, everyone's sucking this movie's dick. Everyone I know said it was amazing. They loved oh, it, blah, no blah, blah, blah. I feel like it was Inception, but with Marvel. Marvel kind of I didn't really enjoy That's it. all I said was it's Inception with Leo being played by overrated. Cumberbatch. That's what Stevie's saying. Stevie's Cumberbatch. saying it's overrated. overrated. I feel like the, the whole movie, all I think of is, did somebody order a pizza? That's all. If you, so that's you hated Inception? No, I loved Inception, and I love this movie. This is a great movie. I didn't He's like this movie. He's making a South Park reference. No. But I didn't like this movie. I love this movie. Doctor Strange to me was... I'll say, oh, no, no. I, I liked it fine. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it fine. It was fine. <laughs> we thought Mediocre. Now, everybody I'm thought saying, I'm not saying fine. <laughs> I'm not saying it was unworthy. I'm not saying that. Just, just let you know. I thought it was computer. He thought it was Jews. We <laughs> thought it like he, like he was just throwing computer shit out there. Jews. No, Addy throwing shit out there was like I was, making, no, I was making all the sense. That was the thing we talked about because that was yeah, in the first Thor movie. Is when he yelled at Thor. He's like, "You are unworthy." 
No, before, of your I'm, power. I'm saying before that. I got that reference. I didn't get your. Reference. Yeah, now you're now you're Captain you America. Situation. Never got a reference. Ever. <laughs> and he just did. No, that's true. Another president. Another president. Come on, I'm like right? 50 50 on reference. You, you guys right? We got a reference right? You guys are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen. No, you guys are working <laughs> together. This is you guys are working together right now. <laughs> Chris, it's <laughs> Chris is the underdog victor of this podcast episode. He killed it. Thank you. I, I, I needed that. He said, you know, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys plan this. A thing. You guys plan this to work together. <laughs> you were opening up pickle jars before I even showed up. Oh, I was getting here. Yeah. We were not opening. We, we were tightened popping. the pickle we were jars. Pickle jars. <laughs> Why? Reptilian. Why? Because I can't open them after you popped them. Then, then somebody looks at me like I'm not a popper well, of a fine. pickle jar. I'm just fine, and I just think. She always looks a little. I hate Okay. Shotgun thoughts. <laughs> Give us one. Give me one. Give me one. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Come on. Give me one. Give me one. Give me one. Uh, uh, you gotta, uh, Here's a shotgun thought. Shake it again. Shotgun thoughts. I'm shaking it again. How drunk Stevie need to fucking beat? Shake it again. How drunk Stevie need to drunk? How drunk could Stevie need to drunk? Stevie. Shotgun thoughts. It's us. It's us. It's me. It's me. Okay, so I stole this from your mom's house, but I couldn't. Who's mom? I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Okay. Okay. So Tom, didn't you hear about the Wu Tang story? Which one you posted today? No. Okay. So Tom Segura happened to be partying somehow, some random occurrence. Oh, I know RZA. about the Wu Tang story. RZA yeah. is in the Wu Tang Clan. The Wu Tang Clan is a rapper group that bases uh, consists of. Wait, five is that the story that happened with Bill Burr? Because we both heard it. Okay, good. But the listeners might not have, so I'm not gonna do a great. Throw it out telling this, but it's not about the story. It's about what you would do. So the story is, and this is going to be a really lame version of it. It's not going to be very funny, all that, but whatever. Um, so Tom met RZA. They were at a show, RZA? whatever. RZA. Yeah, RZA, RZA. Okay, you're right. And so they met up. And he's part more of the about Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan. Than you do. The Wu-Tang Clan, I'm pretty sure, is seven members, but they're not always all on the same track. There's only Sometimes five members, but the movies haven't it, released it, to get you the other two members. It, it, so, like, we're still trying to figure it could out be five. I if it's necklace or if it's I should sleep. know this. I love hip-hop, but for some reason I feel like someone got not, maybe not replaced or switched, but I don't think... I'm talking out of my ass right now because I don't go that deep with the Yeah, Wu-Tang. you don't know the Infinity Gauntlet of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> the Wu-Tang Gauntlet. <laughs> it actually is important to the story. I think there's nine men. Yeah, yeah, there's only five actually, songs, homeboy. Actually, you, may not, you may not know this either, but they actually aren't anything to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> so... The whole entire premise of the joke is that this is literally the biggest hip-hop group and hip-hop ever, okay? It's like the fucking Backstreet Boys or whatever of pop. You it's know? the and, Marvel and, of and underground rap. And Marvel, okay, thank you. That's a great reference. Trying to figure out that Infinity Stones. Right, yeah. right on. So, but there's a bunch of fucking people within this, right? There's ten members, so... Tom is in the back and they're partying. He's partying with a couple of them. Well, then he says that he just sees some random chick, a groupie, and she was just trying to get into the back or whatever. And she was like talking oh, to. She was talking story. to the bouncer. Or whatever I know she worked. For, so she worked for. She worked for the company because Tom. They worked at almost like a. Uh, let's just say. 
a concert area to where it's like, okay, this band's coming in. It's like Everyone, calm down. You, they work at a venue. So a girl that works here at the venue, say she sets up lights. She sets up fucking just right. the TV oh, for she's them. Like a stagehand. Yeah, she's a stagehand. She's someone who works in the filming or just whatever right. for this venue. She goes... Oh, they're coming here? The Wu-Tang Clan's coming here? So she I'm gonna knew. fuck the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm gonna fuck the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan. Now let you know that there's 10 members of the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm gonna get Clan. that Infinity Stone no, 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 of the no, 10 members on. of Wu-Tang Clan. Because it sounds like you're joking. The real she said was, I'm gonna fuck one of them. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck a member. Like she literally said to Tom, oh, I'm gonna fuck one of them. One of them. That's not a joke. Yeah. So, yeah. continue. Yeah. So... Eventually, she gets into the uh, position she gets where a bus. she, she gets on is the bus. able to yeah. talk to a member of the Wu Tang Clan. Something gets said. I can't remember if it's like anything like flirt. I can't remember exactly what's said, but eventually, what winds up she's happening is she's invited onto the bus, and then yeah. she's partying with them. One of them says something about sucking her dick, maybe or sucking his dick. Maybe she mentions sucking his dick because she wants to suck his dick. What winds up happening is she sucks all their dicks. Yeah, not just this guy's dick. She starts dick. giving beast it to one of them. And not, one of them not is like, just the RZA. Not just RZA. Not just the Jizza. Not just the Jizza. The RZA, the Jizza, for Shizza. You know. Not just Ghostface Killer. Not just Method Man. Not just Old Dirty Bastard. Not just. It just keeps. She did. She gave head to. All yeah, because she said she knew dicks and she was the best with dicks. She's the best so with dicks. Everybody she's decided. Okay, so stop. So okay. So what's your fucking shotgun thought? Which band would you bang if you had to bang a band? Josie and the Pussycats. Mosley. They were a fucking all-female fucking rock Mosley? Yeah, Mosley. Susie's Susie's fucking band. Alright. Why are you picking somebody like a like an amateur yeah. band that you amateur know, band, you know, know all yeah. the people in? Ooh, that one's risky. I like that one. Uh would you who'd you say? Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. So because Rosario Dawson uh, is part of the oh, movie. Oh, sorry, it's a Mexican version. Jose and the Pussycats is what he <laughs> meant to say. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I was gonna do the Dixie Chicks. So alright. The dick, the dick with chicks or whatever. Dixie right? chicks, are three chicks, and, okay? And that, that also eventually cook in a. There was an out on that story. <laughs> I feel like the better shotgun thought. Now that we explain the story and everything, would have to be which hip hop, which hip hop band. Would you no, suck no. dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like, feel like that's a better. How shotgun many thought? members yeah. of dicks would you, you suck? Like, you didn't ask a difficult question. What you should have yeah. said is what guy group. Yeah. If you had. So to, what guy group? If you had to, would you suck their dicks? Oh, Ryan and the Goslings. Ryan and the Goslings. Michael Bublé because he's one guy no it has to be a band no it doesn't count I didn't Michael say and his Bublé it's not solo artist it's not musician it has to be a band Hanson all uh, that Hanson yeah it's a bunch of little white Ew. kids Ew. are you kidding me it's only head hold on so I'm only giving it's still three little dicks yeah try to scream that no listen cops I only sucked his dick he did nothing to me that's what Michael Jackson said right now it's 2016 they are definitely over 18. You they are anymore either. The, pa- yeah, the, ba- <laughs> the band stopped in 97. So, so you're talking prime I'm talking boom, 97. Oh, I'm not trying to get him. See? Chris is bopping up and up, dude. Chris is bopping up and up, Chris is giving the boom. Well, well obviously, yeah, you're only yeah. I'm just talking about past experiences. See, this is why I've been in their see, songs. See, see, how funny would it be if 
Hanson wasn't the ones who did Mbappe. We just did that for no reason. <laughs> That's, that'd be uh, fun, right? This is why I suck Insane's dick, because Justin Timberlake, okay, well, you want to suck because you want to suck their dick. Okay. Chris, listen, I listen. answered, what's your answer? And you can't say it so fucking Chris, hard. Chris, listen. Oh, my. I got it. Simon and Garfunkel. Nope. Fuck you. Because there's only two of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who you got? I got Insane because Justin becomes famous later. What? You would do all of this? Oh, fuck. No, no, no. You got it. You're stuck taking all the dick. You guys got it. You love dick. I love dick. I'm the best at dick, and I'm the best at dick. It's worth it because (laughs) your mouth will be famous later, just like JT's homeboy. It's not You'll be one of a. 3,000 trillion people who suck that dick. <laughs> right? Name one girl that's sucked no Justin pride. Timberlake's dick. Don't worry, I'll wait. Every girl, homeboy. <laughs> Every girl. Try me. I'm a part of that group because I'm non-binary. You want to get crazy with me right now? You want to get crazy with me right now? I'm a non-binary group. Now, oh give us another shotgun thought. Okay, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Come if in. you If you have downs but aren't attracted to someone with downs, does that make you a piece of shit? Nope. Yes. No, Ooh. it doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry, no. No, no I mean, being it makes you weird, but actually, I feel like if you, I don't know, it feels like you're taking advantage. <laughs> nope. If I you wrong, do something. I will quote Jim fucking Jeffries when he says the only clean bathrooms are the handicapped ones, all right? <laughs> so let's move on. Let's move on, homeboy. All right. I will, thoughts for a reason. She's going to be able to count fucking toothpicks on the ground. I'm right there with her. All right, I've seen Rain Man. All right, if you're thinking of autism, Rain Woman. If your girlfriend or significant other got burned over seventy percent of her body, would you stay with her? How's her face look? Do I get life insurance? Seventy percent is that still leaves a solid thirty. So what thirty are we talking, man? That's what that's what Clinton said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Okay, so uh, okay, no wait, hold on, hold on. Am I in love with this person? Yes. No, because she's burned. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the, the real question, though. You, were, real you question. were in love with her, and then you were like, is this going to make me any money? No, here's, what you do. here's what I would do. Of course I'm going to stay with her, because sympathy poon. <laughs> no, I would, I, I would burn <laughs> you. <laughs> no, as <laughs> game set, he's back. And he's a dick. I would burn that other 30% and get some, fucking, <laughs> get some money going on. You know what I mean? You're the worst dick. It's a carnival attraction now. Here's the thing. Shut up. You're going on Ellen, and you're going to be touted as a hero for staying with her. And once again... Sympathy poon. And a week later, you're on Maury asking who's the baby. Who? No, we know who the baby is. You mean who's the dad of the baby? Oh, damn it. Yeah. Good uh, no, here's the thing. <laughs> no one else is fucking her. Like, you idiot. She <laughs> 100% burns now. You Are know you that? kidding me? She's, she's just 100% burns. She's no. got money in the bag. Are you kidding me? She's the Freddy Krueger of Helen. Like, why would she's burnt? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's getting paid. This bitch got claws and a burnt face. There's a problem here. It relates to the same thing. When you're old, 90, frail, you literally can't lift yourself up, yet your Here's fucking wife looks like a supermodel. No, she wouldn't. That's, she's old, too. I'm talking Anna Nicole You're thinking Smith, gold diggers. You're thinking gold diggers. No, you're thinking, no, 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 I don't I'm saying it's the same thing. Why would a young, beautiful woman be with someone who is old, decrepit, and can't move? The same reason why. I get you. So so there's money involved. There's there's, you're assuming that the burnt woman is going to have a shit ton of money. 
No, no, no. I'm assuming that she's going to run into a bunch of money because now she's getting sympathy from the nation because she's burnt. No, oh. because Chris is saying. Because now she's on Oprah. She just want to no, go. No, no, no. no, no she's saying. Shut the fuck up. Okay, no. okay. The only reason you okay. would be on Oprah or whatever even though Oprah's not a thing anymore, on Ellen, Ellen would be because you, the man, stuck with her. Bam! So you that's are the what one I'm making saying. money. So you still are making out. So I would go for wait, it. Wait, but yes, hold on, hold on, wait. That money, means though. that every burnt woman... Would still be money. You would be making the one making money, but you wouldn't be the same as one as all these fucking sluts who True, made a super rich money. guy and inherit millions and millions all right, millions of dollars. Alright, it's a shock attack. No, one. my bad. Well, you have a married woman that you could sell off to the zoo and be like, come on, come on. I can, you can plant her as a sideshow in the zoo, but okay. Yeah, Sure. This was before I told Same you guys, right? but so this one doesn't count. But I said true or false, a hickey can kill you. I thought that would have been a good one, but we know that's fucking true. It legitimately it can, because vampires are real, <laughs> and you need to get Kate <laughs> Beckinsale to save you. Because vampires are real, and God is real. She's our only savior. She's our only fucking savior. Is Kate Beckinsale? All right. Which scenario gives the world a better chance? No females or no males? No, no males. Wait, I've seen. Fucking no females the fucking day. Okay, time out. I'm gonna give you guys the the pros to both. Here it is. When you get a group of guys together, a lot of group of guys, the problem can be testosterone. Everyone wants to be the alpha. You get a bunch of guys all want having a dick measuring contest, and Amy brings up, and like guys fight all the fucking time, like physical fighting. So there could be a problem there. But they get also. You try to put a group of ten girls together, like a guy, a bunch of guys, like oh, these are all our girlfriends. Let's try to make them hang out. They don't get along. They separate into groups of two, and then you got super bad tribalism, and they all hate each other. Both sides are bad. The thing is, ask any girl that you've dated. She has way less friends than you have friends. Yeah, that's true. Every wedding, there's a problem. Is oh, I want five. Yeah, there's also I a problem. Want, People I, don't get chairs and shit. I want between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want between three to five bridesmaids. Like, well, I got twelve groomsmen. Like, what are we gonna do with this? That's always a problem because guys are better at keeping lifelong friendships and women. No, are. you had it. Guys are just better. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, so guys, why are you saying women? Guys are better. I was saying women because I don't want to be separate with a bunch of dudes. Also, all day long. Also, oh, here's wait. the thing. Shut up, Chris. Dude has a problem. He fucking tells you. You fucking argue. You get into a fist fight. Then it's over. Then it's women. Over. It's passive aggressive, and it builds up over years. Then it becomes chemical warfare. So you and guys, a you lot. I thought what you were right doing. now. You're really siding with me. Chris. Listen, <laughs> I I'm thought, saying the pros and cons of both. I'm saying they both yeah, got problems. Chris, I thought what you were asking me. No, side. Chris, listen. Or are you on either side? <laughs> either I thought. Side. I thought what you were asking me was. What's better, you with a bunch of dudes? You no, know, no, 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 no. So my thought is, girls, and you guys are like, no, dudes, because of this and that. And I'm like, that's. Imagine weird. that we were all. There's a word for here's it. The thing, like, here's the we thing. We could impregnate ourselves. Like if a man thing. could produce a baby and a woman could pr- without asexually. each other. Asexually. But here's, like the, the thing about men get more violent when they don't have sex True. for a while. But they could be women. Dudes women in the get ass. a little crazy Wh- without proper dick, but. I feel like women will be more comfortable getting each other off, and they don't get as crazy when they don't have sex. They do get crazy, but not as violent as men do. Men become fucking animalistic. Yeah. So you might have to be down with a little bestiality in the man world, or just homosexuality. To, hey, it's a shark and thought. Moving on. It's a man's <laughs> world. Would you? Would you ever use a friend's flashlight or share a pocket pussy? Both. Those are the same thing. Well, you're right. Would you? Move on. We just said no. yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, it's different than Eskimo Brothers. Eskimo Brothers I feel comfortable with. 
I'm not sharing well, any dude's pocket. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's why it's different. With Eskimo like, Brothers, the pocket pussy washes itself. You exactly. know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if she's nice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> also, also, it's a self-reliant pocket pussy. You borrow your bro's pocket. If you borrow David's pocket pussy, he just used that two days ago. Eskimo Brothers, it's more likely a longer period of time. Apparently, it's very common on deployment. Another well, that's wait, a pocket pussy or a female? Pocket pussy. No, sharing oh, yeah, pocket pussy. So I was confused about like if you were you all go in both. thirty guys, I'll put a dollar in. <laughs> Isn't that a Middle Eastern right, right, prostitute? Right. Would you rather do softcore porn where you have to fake everything but get paid like fifty thousand, or would you do hardcore porn with your favorite porn star for like ten? Softcore. Boom, boom. No, fuck you. Explain yours and I'll explain mine. I'm doing 10 all day because I get to bang. No, actually, you know what? Star. Never mind because of the fact that the best, my favorite porn star is so good that it would ruin sex for every normal person that I fuck. So I'm going to take the money and run. Take the money and run. I'm going to okay, take your money. Okay, I'm going to bang out on the normal girls because now I have the money so, to okay, buy right. these fucking so, so you're going to do softcore 50K. Okay, stop. Stevie okay. switched to my side yeah, and you're going to explain you why I picked it. If so you, Adney's Trump right now. So if you we talk are. to actual porn stars, they talk about the horrendous aspect of dating. They talk about when you explain your work, how it's impossible that you have to only date other porn stars. And that becomes horrific itself. People get super jealous because you're, you're doing these hardcore shit. And a lot of the time, during the process, isn't actually fun. Doing actual hardcore porn, it's the work. smell is horrific. It's uh, endless, endless <laughs> hours of work. You have to be all coked up in order to last. You know, it's like, food. It's working in the culinary industry. Oh, you're coked hey, up. You're working on. with smells. Also, like you're looked down upon so much worse. If you do softcore porn, it's not actual penetration. And, uh, and it seemed as more like they... Painted as slightly more romantic for some stupid fucking reason. So like you're getting away with they all play this. You're making a lot more money, but more money. So you're a lot more secure, and it's easier to date because of that. Because you can be like, oh yeah, there's no penetration. Like there's no actual sex that I have. It's just pretending. Like it's like a, it's like a regular fucking movie kind of. Like you know what I mean? The the fucking day isn't as strenuous. You don't have to sit there and keep this fucking rock hard solid dick for thirteen hours you know. straight. I, got, I never <laughs> said I'm doing a scene with her. I just said fuck her. Now, what? I didn't say I'm that's doing, what hardcore, I'm doing that's scenes. What, that's what hardcore porn is. Oh, okay. Well, you have to do... They spend hours and hours doing all these takes. Like, not Chris, trying to do any you've done film. Porn. Dude, you've done film. How many hours does it take to get one take, one scene right? For no, porn, it's that same I'm, thing. But you have to keep a fucking boner for all these fucking people. Yeah, exactly. I was 20 thinking fucking more like scenes. 10, 20 minutes, thing. I could easily, I could hours. easily keep a boner from a lot of people. I know I could do that. It doesn't <laughs> mean I want to. I would rather do softcore porn, have the more money... Have an easier fucking dating life. Yeah, but you brought duration into it, whereas before it was just a I'm bringing all the place. aspects into it. And also, I don't have That's to That's why it's a shotgun. There aren't any aspects. And this is why Abby doesn't date. This is why Abby doesn't date. I'm going to keep a boner for also, fucking nine months. Also, you want a nine month boner, I don't huh? have a favorite porn star, so it's not like I'm fucking like, oh, Abby's his favorite porn star. <laughs> Would you rather share a flashlight or a girl? A girl. A flashlight. <laughs> a flashlight? What? A girl? You'd rather share a girl? At the same time, or like, want you. Which one can I watch? Like, you're saying <laughs> Eskimo Brothers. Make it deeper than what it is. You're saying Eskimo Brothers. Wait, wait, wait. 
which one takes half? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like everyone's Eskimo brothers with one of their no, friends. No, you're right. It's a good question. You're right. You brought up great points. Are we talking about like you just came with her, then I stick my dick in her? That's disgusting. But that would also no, apply to the Eskimo flashlight. brothers. I was thinking more. Yeah, Eskimo I would brothers. much rather we just discuss this. How at least the that girl her vagina cleans. Itself. I'm not saying I'm sharing the flashlight multiple times. Exactly. I would rather fuck the same girl that my friend fucked oh, yeah, than fair. fuck the same flush height that my friend. That's so much lower. You're right. It's fair. Next question. Good. You fucking... You always gotta, like, bring another I feel like these are the it. same question that happens during the presidency. You know what I mean? Like, these are the questions <laughs> you gotta answer. Do you not want to be in charge of a nation or not? Like, that's the real question. <laughs> I'm the best with person? lights. That, I know lights. That's the question they didn't ask. I'm asking you as hard-hitting questions. These are hard-hitting. This, <laughs> the this is the vice of po- political no, questions. No, the American <laughs> people need to know. Yeah. No, ask the next fucking question. Oh, man. You guys suck. Get fucked by a pig or a duck? <laughs> oh what? shit! That's why they're shotgun questions. Oh no! You stole this from Megyn Kelly during the fucking second debate. I already know. Pig or a duck? Did you say duck? Yeah. Duck. Fucked by or fuck them? No, fucked by. I get Wait, fucked what? by a duck. A smaller penis, less aggressive, <laughs> less dangerous. They're both corkscrews. So either way, Wait, a duck pig though, is uh, bigger and stronger and dangerous. You can be murdered by a pig. Stronger. <laughs> 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 No, seriously, dude. Pigs are incredibly smart, and they can murder you. No, you're definitely right, duck. All day. They can each pig can consume over two pounds of uncooked flesh every minute. Hence the expression. No, you're right. As and greedy as a pig. Yeah. Someone can keep you here in Bangor. I know that one. I got that. Where's yeah. it from? Smash! Okay. Uh-huh. Someone could keep you here in menu, or someone could fucking penetrate you and fly you south for the winter. So <laughs> if anything, you want to stay here and be penetrated Man. by someone. Right. Ducks are adorable. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Adam's the Batman fan, so anything that has wings. <laughs> Adam's like, he can't fly. We're going to end on this one. We're going to end on this one. This is just, uh, apparently the internet told me this. <laughs> what, the Trump one? Sure it <laughs> Told us that too. What's the leading killer of people in the world? Africa. Heart disease. False. Africa. Uh, also false. Obesity. Malaria. 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 No, yeah. So is that what, um, what are we supposed to say to that? Nothing. <laughs> That's, That's why that was the end. Is it just depressing? <laughs> Mal- Malaria Trump. Isn't that Donald's wi- la- like wife's name or whatever? Malaria. Malaria. Malaria is her name, right? Yeah. And her daughter's Ivanka. You're a piece of shit. That's what you're saying. Like insects, insects are the time. most dangerous animal because they spread Book malaria. Suggestion. Yeah. That's like just some internet bullshit that was like true because malaria has killed like no, no, countless that's not. millions, yeah, it's, yeah, countless millions that, because, really like because that, they're spreading I mosquitoes. The, I just want to be funny. <sighs> All right. I want to last one to be funny. One. It's fine. I'm, it's Fuck 908. It's the, it's the it's apocalypse. It's the fucking apocalypse. You're such a piece of shit. That was the laugh. Oh, okay. I got one. All right. Here's the hell yeah. Either your girl has a hairy asshole or like a semi-mustache. Ooh, hairy asshole. Hairy asshole. Dude, I'm going to see my mustache. Nat's going to hand it for the alcohol again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. Because it's her asshole, not her ass cheeks, right? No, that's the asshole. But when I'm behind her, you see the asshole all day. And I love... Unless she has a super behind. juicy ass, her cheeks are so big that you can't really see the hole. Or unless it's you and you don't see hair, you see chicken pot pies. <laughs> and here's the thing. You don't always... You're not... I smell Chris, chicken pot pies. Chris, pie. I Chris. I, yeah, you see a hairy chicken pot pies. You don't pie always pie. have to fucking doggy style. 
You know what I mean? I know. I just love you don't the peanut. Oh, we do reverse cowgirl. Sometimes you can Mexican style. Yeah. Yeah. We do yeah, other I, know, I just like the butt. But majority, the a lot of positions, you're just going to be grabbing the ass and not seeing her asshole. You're gonna, there's a lot of positions where you're That's not going to see her actual hole and the hairiness of her asshole. But you're always going to have to see her stupid fucking face. You don't always have to do asshole style. You but can do Mexican fair. style and if I'm you want to do that. I'm still going to go with the asshole because I'm trying to come. Hairy yeah. asshole? You want a hairy asshole? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I don't want to see the hairy asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm drunk. You would rather that have That was a the last one! You would okay, rather have three mustache. hours in! Chris, okay. Chris prefers the mustache. I prefer the mustache. You prefer mustache rather style, not asshole mustache. style. I prefer not, the hairy asshole. asshole. Prefer the hairy asshole. Okay. Personally. <laughs> to the mustache. <laughs> I don't like a hairy asshole, obviously. No, you obviously love hairy assholes. Sweet joke, You're Chris. the best in- <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it with that joke. Hey, hi! Stevie's doing it all night. Everyone's laughing. It's all fun. Chris does it one fucking time. I didn't laugh at all at any of his jokes. <laughs> no, I jokes. love the stupid jokes. They're stupid and funny. <laughs> See, because Abby has an asshole style. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't laugh at shit. <laughs> doesn't even laugh. Are you going to do a book suggestion? Actually, I was going to do a comic book suggestion. To give him means because I'm nice guy. I have nice guy because style. Because I have to tell him that before. The I'm podcast. nice guy. I'm nice guy style. I'm trying to give him no. Mexican style of comic books. <laughs> nice guy style. Buenos noches. <laughs> Come with me, take me by the style, and fucking show me at me that you mean the violet, the uh, Batman, <laughs> at the comic books, <laughs> at the Doctor Strange. Come with me. <laughs> Here, I don't know. I was just making shit up. Okay? You're Make not doing up. a very good job, Addy. Not right at now. all. I know. Because <laughs> leave it all in there. It's because Addy doesn't have her shoes on. It's making me upset right now. Hey, man, it happens. Okay, you can't always create gold. Sometimes you gotta settle with bronze. Okay. Go meet my body in home. No more to library. Library. Oh, go meet everybody in a home, Norn Brock, right in the library. To the comic book library with the Adney, not the Chris I saw as me. It's gonna be with someone who's not that light of a, a scheme. Wait, you really wanted me to suggest a comic? I do really want, yeah. I was gonna okay, suggest uh, it because of Doctor Strange, actually. Um, I really was, no, I'm no, not even joking. Like, I was, no, I put him on the spot on purpose because. Once every 40 episodes, it gets to suggest a comic book. <laughs> if we're going to talk comic book suggestions in its movie review, why, my first thought was why not suggest a comic book that he can push? All right. Um, Black Panther. The first one that popped in my head actually was uh, the JLA storyline, Rock of Ages, which I've talked about uh, briefly recently. With by Tom Grant Cruise Morrison, in it. Ran by the Grant movie. Morrison. Uh, phenomenal death of Justice League, basically. All the deaths, and it's amazing. But since we talked Marvel, I'm going to go ahead and suggest probably the most popular storyline in Marvel Comics, if not like top three, and that's the Dark Phoenix Saga, in which uh, like we had somewhat of an attempt at a kind of an inspired by adaptation. Last week and when we talked about Phoenix not X-Men, being there. X-Men 3, The Last Stand, they were like, oh, we're going to do Phoenix, and uh, it's going to be her as a bad guy, kind of Dark Phoenix thing, but it just never came close to what the actual storyline was. Kind of racist with Marvel. The oh, Dark Phoenix had me. Hold on a little bit. I am intrigued. I am totally dumb because if it's better than that, I'm I'm down Look, for that, the... That's not a high bar. I know. Last Stand was shit. It was really bad. So 
But is that so? If you're suggesting it, that means that the story arc and everything is actually pretty. Or the story in general is great. It's worth referencing. So how about you don't spoil it for me? I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm only gonna say and like they're they're kind of building to it with this new. Can I find it online? With Sophie, maybe with Sophie Turner playing the new Jean Grey, and we've seen her Phoenix Omicho Bawa in the Mm. last movie. They're most likely gonna do a Dark Phoenix uh, uh, movie. Either the next movie, the movie after that, and it basically it's just that the Phoenix Force is an actual like entity in the universe, and it possesses Jean Grey because she's so powerful. Yeah, and she's and she played by Beyonce that. because she's, and she's black, essentially like the Dark Phoenix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's a sim. She's essentially I'll eat that girl up. She's essentially corrupted, and it turns into like this beloved person that was everyone's friend that both Cyclops and Wolverine are in love with. She turns into a villain. It's that uh, that internal conflict of do we like what do we do to stop her? How far do we go to stop this person that we love in order to protect the vast majority of people? Are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to do the unselfish thing and go that far to stop this evil that could potentially hurt countless other people? Oh no, I'm not gonna like it. I, I, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Suggesting a McConaughey because I don't like what you just suggested. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just personally, I, I, I already know I'm not. I'd much rather Here's be one. Jean. No, Here's give one. me a happy Here's ending. One. I want to be no, in I want Jean. A happy no, I want the same story. Here's line, one. I'm in Jean's perspective. Everything's from her. I got one for you. Fucking thing. Craven's Last Hunt. Spider-Man story. Okay. <laughs> Craven's Last Hunt. We're going to do it. But yeah. that one's for me, not for you. You guys don't get a review of that one. That one's for me. Shh. It's Wes Craven's Last Nightmare or whatever. And Abby's, no, it's not. There's a couple You're of comic book fans listening out and like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he really did that. Okay, I, if you actually read it, that'd be hilarious. And he just dropped the mic and shit like you knew an Eminem song. Dude, okay, I'll read them them if I can find them online. If I have to, like, find them, find them, I probably won't. If you can't find it, just ask and I'll Do you have it? One. No, I don't. Oh. But you've read it. Mm-hmm. How'd you read it? Online. Okay, well then I'll fucking find it. I was about to say, none of your fucking business. <laughs> you need to find it yourself, huh? Like Skittles. Well, we're lucky, homie. <laughs> and that's gonna end for the us. I think we have a solid You episode. can find us. Oh, this was fun. Even with Trump president. That's nah, we did gonna it. say. Our podcast didn't end right now. Like, I'm so excited. I'm how upsetting really is it, though? Still, Adney, can we get your... How many fucking... Infinity Stones does Trump have? <laughs> that's the real Dude, he's got like three. That's my shotgun thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, uh, if if he convinced that many people to vote for him, he probably has a lot. The reality gym for one, because he altered it. Yeah, there we go. There <laughs> you know what I hate is the time. I, I know because that. he rewind time to the thirties. <laughs> what sucks is I know Thor voted for him. I hate that. I hate knowing that Thor would never do that. No, because Thor's an immigrant, Adney. <laughs> That's why he wouldn't vote for him. That's why I'm right, I'm right there with you. I you're said, not. Yes. You're not at all. You're not there with me, Adney. No, I know. I know you. That never mind. <laughs> Definitely not the soul gym. I tell you that. <laughs> Mind gym, nope. no mind gym there. <laughs> how about how about the cocaine gym? Oh, that's I the did, white I gym. Did, did, the white gym is there with them. Oh, the white gym. Who's got that white gym, homeboy? It's filled with cocaine. <laughs> that's what we learned here today was that the most important thing when running for president is just be rich. <laughs> Anyone can be president as long as their dad was a billionaire.